episode of the top five report the podcast believes at an all-out battle royale between the t-birds the pink ladies the jets and the sharks the ultimate winner would be the x-men my <laughs> name is drew i'll be your host for the evening along with me as normal would be my brother peter but as you heard last week he is on vacation i actually don't know where he went i feel bad because i wasn't listening when he told me um <laughs> That being said, I am joined this week by two guests straight from my D&D table, Erica Wise and Audrey Bruce. Um, welcome. Greetings Hello. and salutations. Yeah, this is actually, uh, for Erica, this has been a long time coming. I've actually had, wanted to have you on the show for quite some time. Um, but it's always been like, where's the right fit? Um, what's the right list we want to talk about? Do you have something you want to discuss? There's been a lot of factors in it, and here we are five years later, like, let's get you on the show. And Audrey... I brought you on because I thought it'd be a really fun dynamic for this conversation. Because <laughs> I like talking to you, Audrey. Um, and I enjoy movies. So, for the sake of my listening audience, do you have, like, what about your nerddoms, I guess is the best way of wording it. Like, if you, are you, like, pop culture everything? Are you, like, I'm into the Marvel things more than anything else? Am I a Star Wars person more than anything else? Are you Twilight fans? or like <laughs> Exit stage left. Um, no, I think... You are the reason I'm in the nerddom that I'm in because I watched my first Marvel movie with you. I watched Star Wars again with you, so I think that's sort of a pretty cool thing. Yeah, and, then, and, and the, and the what, we've been friends for like years. a long. We've time. been friends for such a long time, mm-hmm. realizing wow, we yeah, all five years all now. It's yeah. been like seriously, <laughs> and then I think Audrey and I watch a lot of random things too, and I learn a lot of nerd things from you as well and so even like the D&D stuff was a combination of the two of you so it's your fault so it's my fault well that's that's fantastic and hopefully I'm the fault of everybody else's nerddoms as far as my listeners go Audrey what about you oh I've always been a reader so any chance I get to escape kind of where I'm at now and just kind of be put somewhere else for a little while I I enjoy so I consume that in a bunch of different mediums and it's fun I like it perfect yeah all right, so um, I know you've listened to the show mm-hmm. since your first time on. This is where Peter and I normally would discuss what we are watching, reading, um, whatever. So do you want me to start? Do you guys want to start? Whatever. I got both, so right. tell us what to do. Yeah. Well, right now, I just finished reading Cujo. You're a guest. Feel free. Yeah. Yeah. Is this a first-time read for Cujo? It is, yes. Oh, really? I, I've okay. never seen the movie either, so what? had no idea, honestly, what was coming at the end. Well, that's interesting. So, in our conversations, IRL, I guess, 
I've heard you talk about Stephen King as in the realm of your Stephen King fan, and this author. is your first time reading Cujo. Yes. And never seeing the movie. Never. No. That's pretty cool that no. you have that like fresh perspective. <laughs> and and across never been the board. spoiled. Yeah. That's so awesome. It was it was interesting and yeah it, it was the tw- it was a twist. I'm not for gonna lie. sure. I'm not gonna lie. Very different than the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've seen then wa- you've then since watched. The no, movie. not yet. Oh, so don't how do you know it's different than the movie? Well. <laughs> Hang on I, a second. I also listened to Stephen King Stephen King podcasts, sure. and so right, yeah, that was that okay. was so it's fair already been for me. spoiled for yeah. you. <laughs> sure. Um, anything else? Oh, Yellow Jackets. Oh. Erica got me into Yellow Jackets, and we have been very much enjoying that. But um, have yet to watch it together, and we need to get <laughs> on the same page with that because watching it alone is a little tricky. And you, you need don't eat. You need a buddy, and don't eat <laughs> while you're watching it because holy smokes. Right. Is that, is that all you got for your... Uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, Again. Yeah. Very right back with hilarious. you. Mm-hmm. Love all the costumes, the time periods. I don't know. Classic. Amy Sherman Palladino. So I'm Can't. I'm with you on Maisel. Um, so I'm current as well. The, three? Yeah. I've watched, yeah. watched all the Same. three that's available. Right. The, I think we had a new one tonight, maybe. I really don't know how I feel about these flash forwards okay. that they're doing. I just... Not that it's bad, not that I have a problem with it necessarily, but the way last season ended, I was really hoping that we were building to her Carnegie Hall appearance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then there was a flash forward that covered her Carnegie Hall mm-hmm. appearance, and I was like, but wait, like, I thought that's what we were building towards. It's hard because <laughs> you know? it's season five, so I think they're trying to cram in, and this is what happened with Gilmore Girls, and we all know how season seven went, because it wasn't them as the writers and producers, but... I feel like they're cramming as much in as they can because they know it's the end. And so I, I think agree. they're trying to tell two stories in one, mm-hmm. and that's how they're doing it. Yeah. That's just my thought. But and that, I mean, there's a lot of shows that do that in those final legs. Mm-hmm. And not that I didn't, not that I, I don't know what I was expecting. I just was like, I don't know. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's been I great hope, so far. Yes. I've, no, everything mm-hmm. has been great yeah. so far. I but just I agree. was like, I don't know how I feel sure. about it. Sure, so. yeah. I'm hoping that they cram everything in at the beginning half of the season, and then they really take their time to just mm-hmm. give it the, the proper send-off. Sure. I mean, it was kind of cool to see the kids being older. Yeah, it was. Sorry. But, but it, it also painted all the characters in a completely different Correct. light, too. So Correct. So it, it was cool, but at the same time, the content was a little... Mm-hmm. darker than kind of what mm-hmm. we've been seeing in previous seasons. Yeah. That was fun. So, we have lots to cover in terms of what are we watching this Seriously. week. Seriously. So, <laughs> what else? Oh, um, my husband, I've kind of been missing a lot of gaps in classic movies and TV shows and stuff, and so I've kind of been taking time to fill in some of those. We've recently been watching Amazing Stories. Okay. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, I... I like twi- I like twi- um, Twilight. Twilight Zone. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, she's gonna say Twilight. She's trying to get it out. <laughs> she's like Zone. I like Zone. Twilight well, if you're Zone, a Twilight fan, we have news for you later in the I show. Know the so <laughs> I, I do have Yay? my notes for news. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, Mandalorian. Um, yeah, that's been uh, so good. I, I know that. I know that you're. One episode behind. I'm Erica season finale behind Mandalorian, and um, as a season finale, I was incredibly impressed with what I was watching. 
I really feel I should have saved the last two to just watch back to back, but you never mm. know when it comes to a TV show. You, you know, know what I mean? So you're just like, because if you saw, you saw the penultimate, I'm, you saw the yeah. penultimate episode, yeah. right? So it picks up right there. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Okay. That's why I feel like I probably should have just watched it like a movie, but that's all right. I can. But John Favreau has yet to disappoint, right? right? I mean, it's it ends and you're waiting for the next one. And as somebody right. who joined late and watched all of season one in a day, right. and then season two, half of it, and then the other half, and then you all told me to watch like, Boba Fett, and you're like, at Boba least Fett. the last end three episodes, <laughs> and I did very quickly, and then now I'm in it to win it. And so, right. you know, I'm, right. I'm so, ready. Have yeah. you seen Chef? His, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. We could have done a John That's, Favreau list, too, and that would have been <laughs> just fine. Not a spoiler alert, we're not. <laughs> a really, a really, since we're on Mando, a really good episode, um, his cooking show. Yes, yes. that is um, so good. A really, too. really yeah. cool episode of that is when he brings on Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. And that was before anyone mm-hmm. really knew who Dave Filoni was. Is that the grilled cheese episode? Possibly. I, I just, like, I knew who Dave Filoni was because I've been following him since Clone Wars in 2008. Oh, yeah. Um, because I'm like, who's this guy studying at the feet of George Lucas? Oh, Dave Filoni. It's going to be a name to remember. <laughs> Here we are. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And then I'm like, Dave Filoni this, Dave Filoni that. And people don't know who I'm talking about. And now all anyone can talk about is Dave Filoni. Sure. You know what I mean? So, um, so. so that was a really cool episode in general. Uh, but no, the finale is phenomenal. Um, I don't know, because the episode dropped yesterday on Disney Plus at the time of this recording, I don't know what the spoiler... Um, embargo is anymore these days so by the time this drops for everyone online everyone should have seen it so i'll just not spoil for right now so same but i appreciate that i was Thank you. i was incredibly i was very happy with i was the episode, satisfied mm-hmm. but i didn't want it to end either so i didn't realize it was a season finale until i saw on instagram or something today that was season right. finale last night and i was like wait what yeah had i known that i probably would have tried to watch it this morning but because you know, I wasn't home last night. It was didn't really fit. So, yeah. kind of one of those goofy things. Um, Snuck it in uh, over succession. Okay. Uh, we try and balance out our genres so sure. that we're not watching just a bunch of depressing stuff. Cannibalistic. Right in a row. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, we did uh, Mandalorian as our yeah. new episode. Anything else? Succession. It's, succession. It's, it's, All right. it's great. All right. Erica, what about you? Um, I am currently reading a book called How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. And I he, saw that on your end table the other yes. day, and I wasn't sure if you were reading it or if it was oh, there I am decoration. Reading it. <laughs> I am reading it, not decoration. Um, I'm a big Grady Hendrix fan. He has written some of my favorite books over the last probably 10 years or so. Um, always set in Charleston, South Carolina. Always has a supernatural sort of theme throughout. Um, he's written um, Southern... Southern Book Club's Guide to Vampire Hunting, which sounds so strange, but it's just so good. And this one doesn't disappoint. Um, I'm about halfway through, and I just want to keep reading whenever I can, which is a sign of a good book. You know, it, like, really pulled you in. So um, he also wrote one of my favorite books, which is called um, My Best Friend's Exorcism, which I've read, like, three or four times at this point, and it's exactly good mm. face. That's a good one. To, okay. Yeah, it's it's as exactly what it sounds like. Um the Amazon movie was okay, but the book they obviously always was always are. better. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's what I'm reading. I'm all also right. watching all of the things you talked about. All right. <laughs> I'm just a little behind on some of them. I'm behind mm-hmm. on Ted Lasso a week or a day or an episode. I'm behind on Mandalorian Same. episode. Well, but. well, Lasso, it's interesting because I, when I talk about it on the show, Peter doesn't watch Ted Lasso. Ouch. So like Why? for me to review it on because he doesn't have Apple TV, which, oh, you know that's where you gotta like every time. I know every time every time I like think brothers about got it, a hug. Every now and then Apple. I'll be like, you gotta watch this show, and like, well, I don't have Apple. I was like, oh well, okay. Sorry. <laughs> right. Apple Sorry. let us have profiles, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's interesting because I don't. It's hard to review when he doesn't watch it. It's hard to discuss. Sure. I don't want to spoil anything for him. I don't sure. want to spoil anything for listeners. But at the same time. It literally just continues to be the most charming, wonderful, amazing show on the planet. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, and the newest episode does not disappoint in that. So, I've heard. You know, and then it, I feel like this episode, I don't want, this is not a spoiler, but the way the season has been going, I feel like this episode is the upswing, or like that turn for that upswing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For, and that's the overarching plot that we've been dealing with if you're watching the show. That's how I felt anyway. Well, and um, I think it's interesting because the last two episodes ago, I think it was, similar to the podcast, was they were talking about their favorite Julie Andrews performances, the Diamond right. Dogs, and yeah, yeah, it yeah. was just so fun to see that sort of side of things, Hilarious. and when Trent said, um, the Queen of Genovia, you know, it was just like, what a random, incredible, heartwarming, like, pick, right? I mean, it was just, to see those men pick such... Mm-hmm. Well, and it, heartwarming. I things. feel like it was also a nod to like his niece. A hundred percent. Like, yep. <laughs> it was so yep. sweet. Yep. And none of them even flinched. <laughs> they were like, "Top Julie Andrews, go!" And they just all had one. And oh, I yeah, think that on was deck. that was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's one thing. So I watched um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Finally. <gasps> finally. Yes. Finally. Welcome. Um, <laughs> Welcome I to know. The club. I, I finally had one above you. <laughs> I absolutely, I absolutely loved it. Um, it's it was absolutely amazing. It was so much fun. Um, it deserved every award it got, um, and then some. It's really hard to explain and review, other mm-hmm. than me saying just go see it. I will say, however, that the movie itself is essentially it's a wonderful life, which I thought was really mm-hmm. interesting. I was probably about twenty minutes to the end when I realized it, and I was like, oh my god, it's a wonderful life. And, huh? Okay. So yeah. I, <laughs> and now you two, the look on your faces are like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, Bill and Audrey watched it and said, watch it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. It looks kind of weird. Oh, and I finally watched it the week of the Oscars because I was trying to catch up. Yeah. And I texted you both and I said, I had my phone in my hand for the first 15 minutes. I put my phone down and never picked it up again until it was over. It was one of those where, oh, like, yeah. once I was in, I was in. I was all in. And so, your reference is interesting with, yeah, it's a wonderful I, life. Yeah, I, now I'm going to have to really, it's, especially it's at the, the end when she realizes dynamic. it's the fine family dynamic, and then she realizes what she had, that she almost oh, let go, and I was just like, at the end I of the know, movie. and I immediately wanted to call my mom. Right? I, I think I texted like, you at the end, and I'm I was like, like I why did you make you. me watch this? I'm so sad, but oh, so happy, and all yeah. the things all at once. It was Literally. the same, right. similar feelings to Jojo Rabbit, oh. which right. <laughs> I could hear your heart break. We were sitting next to each I other know, as we were watching it. But it was so... Yeah. Um, yeah. But the sa- same kind of uplifting... Sadness. After you watch the broken yeah. character yeah. kind of yeah. break through. But what incredible acting that you can get such far to the right doing one like right, right, right. crazy things hot dog fingers far to the left you've got up the middle you know what i mean it was just and what a great story with 
I'm going to mess up his name, but the guy from Goonies. Kiku Kwan. Kiku Kwan. Like, how incredible for him to just be finally, like... Or as finally, most people like, are saying, the key. Like, key, perfect, right? But, like, for him to be back, and even Jamie Lee Curtis, who we've loved for our whole Decades. lives, yeah, who, mm-hmm. you know, finally got yeah. her recognition, and... Yeah. I'm glad you finally watched it. That's yeah. awesome. It was great. I just... There was that... Near the end, I was like, oh, it's a wonderful life. And yeah. I just kind of like, huh. And I just kind of rolled the rest. Yeah. I just rode out the rest of the movie. Um, Did that change how you felt about it? A little bit. Okay. And it's only it only changed the it only changed the way I felt about it the same way I felt about Avatar when I realized that Avatar is just Pocahontas. You're talking to two people who have never seen Avatar. Never, I'm so sorry. Neither well, one I saw of the you? first one. Oh, I did okay. not. I apologize. Okay. But to be ahead. honest, it was like on a screen that was maybe. <laughs> For the listeners. So you watched it in the intended like, format. It, like, a, a, the smallest tube tea you can well, imagine. The one Avatar, on your mom's kitchen Avatar counter. is essentially Pocahontas. <laughs> and it was really funny when I said that to my dad. And he's like, no, it's not. I've seen Pocahontas. I go, really? Okay, let me recap this for you. The, the white man comes to the Americas to mine gold. And the natives are on the land where the gold is, so they need to move the natives. So they send John Smith to befriend the natives, who falls in love with the Indian princess, and then he helps the end natives fight the white man to leave. In Avatar, the humans come to Pandora to mine unatanium. The natives happen to be where the unatanium is, so they send Jake Sully, same initials, to befriend <laughs> to befriend the natives. He falls in love with the native princess, and he helps the natives fight the humans to leave. It's Pocahontas. Nice. <laughs> so, my thoughts on so everything. So I've seen it. Yeah. So I'm my good. Thought, right. My thoughts on and in the process, he learns how to paint with all the colors of the wind. <laughs> ah, um, it's all coming together. <laughs> Puzzle pieces are falling into place. And now you're gonna watch Avatar and go, huh? <laughs> no, I'm good. I might watch Pocahontas yeah. again, but I'm not gonna watch that. <laughs> um, but no, that's that's where it made my brain click a little bit with everything everywhere, and I was like, wow. Okay, and so I felt almost the exact same way. Not that I felt like I'd seen the movie, mm-hmm. because I really felt I'd never seen anything like this before, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it was like, I kind of saw this movie. So, okay. I mean, but it, yeah, both but rides, it, but it deserved count? everything it got. <laughs> sure, of course. Um, the other thing that I watched, uh, we all watched together, yes. and that is Dungeons & Dragons. We sure mm-hmm. did. Um, so first off, as a group, and we do have some of our party members missing tonight, but um, by the way... I don't know how regularly you guys listen to the Top 5 Report podcast, but I talk about our group fairly often. <laughs> Great. Hopefully it's all um, good things. Enough to where some listeners are like, oh, people from the table. <laughs> sure. Um, we just, it was it was too cool of an idea to not have us see it all together. 100%. Agreed. So we had to all go together. And luckily we got a theater completely to ourselves so we actually got to talk and be like hey that's your spell hey there you go and like we got to like talk a little bit yelling at each other right which which made it way more fun but what i thought was really interesting about the movie itself is they didn't have to focus on characters you go into a marvel movie if you get position if you get hired to make a marvel movie Iron Man has to have this because that's how it is in the comic books. Captain America has this, and he has Peggy Carter, and then you have the Falcon, and then you have, you know, Bucky, and, like, we have to get all these little individual pieces right. There was none of that that they had to worry about with Dungeons & Dragons because Dungeons & Dragons characters are created by the players. What the producers had to focus on getting correct was the world that they lived in. Mm -hmm. And just in terms of that, you just have to get the world right. Because we all know that we're watching someone else's D&D game and we're just going to enjoy it for the story we're getting 
and they can focus on writing fun characters and fun moments and interactions and build it around the world that they're in. So um, I was listening to Dragon Talk, which is the actual D&D Wizards of the Coast podcast, and they were interviewing the executive producer who used to work for Marvel. Um, so he worked on Endgame and Captain America and, you know, like all the, all basically all the major ones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he said that he didn't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons when he got the movie handed to him. Ew. He had never played. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> right. Yeah, but he had yeah. never played. He knew nothing about it. He hmm. bought a whole bunch of books, went home with a highlighter and just highlighted everything he felt needed to be in the movie and brought it in and said, let's talk about this. Now, if I, I mean, he, it shows initiative that he tried to, but like to do it so quickly, (laughs) (laughs) to do it so quickly though, and then try and also understand something that's been around since the seventies. But knowing that, look what he turned in. Do you know what I mean? Like, holy crap. Like it was an issue of like, let's represent this world. Like, you know, Hey, the intellect of our, that sounds fun. Let's put that in the movie, you know? Yeah. how do we do this? Mm-hmm. And he went and had meetings at Wizards, and they talked to him about everything he wanted to do. And like, so he's he's not the director, but he's that producer that if the movie were to win Best Picture, he'd get an Oscar. Hmm. So, but when I heard that, I was like, wow, he's right. You just need to focus on getting that world correct, and that's what blew my mind because you can walk into that movie and know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons. And have a great time. Sure. You have yeah, a, you'll just have a sure. really good, fun time at the movies, which is ultimately what we want anyway. Mm-hmm. If you play, you're going to get so much more out of it. And that's where they delivered so well. Well, not just that, but they also delivered Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Hugh Grant. Rodriguez. I'm going to get his name wrong. A, Reggie, the guy, the hot guy from Bridgerton. Yeah, that's yeah, all anybody knows and, him as, whatever. Right. Anyways, but like... Hugh Grant, really? You know, and again, his character was smarmy as right, and, shit. and the Amazing, weirdest of all cameos. A hundred percent, right? But like, <laughs> right, you're watching it, and you're going, okay, we're just watching. You know, I mean, Chris right. Pine, who has been in the DC universe, and Michelle Rodriguez, who, for better or worse, is in all the Fast and Furious movies. Right. And, you know what I mean? So like, I think that's so cool that. Again, it was like when Marvel first started putting out movies, and it was like, we're going to make Iron Man, and we've got Robert Downey Jr., but he's still trying to figure out his life, right? Mm-hmm. He's getting back in it, and we're going to give him a chance. And then you had Chris Evans in Captain America, who was relatively unknown to an extent. But now you have these four names that people recognize immediately doing a and d movie. That right. had to have given it street cred from the right. jump, right? Regardless of how it went, you had people who... Right like our moms or whatever who love Hugh Grant who are going to go see him for, you know what I mean? So I think that, you know, gave it a lot of cred too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, he also talked, he also talked in an interview about getting the traveling right. And you guys, you guys play, but you know, when you go from place to place mm -hmm. and how much time it takes from place to place and making sure they had scenes on the road to show that they're traveling. Right. Right, Exactly. So, um, we got the sunrise sunset. I was, I was incredibly (laughs) impressed with, all of the practical, like the Draconians, Agre- the yeah, Tabaxi, agree. the Arakoa, like mm-hmm. the, the practical stuff. Yes, there's some things like the, the Mimic. Owlbear. Like the Mimic had to be CGI. The Owlbear sure. probably had to be CGI. Sure. But they, if not, they focused on incredible. as much. incredible. They, they had to focus on as much practical as possible. My favorite scene in the movie is the corpse scene 
the whole corp sequence. Oh, oh. where they had to ask him the questions. They had to ask him the questions, and sometimes they said the wrong questions. But it had like a really good Mel Brooks, Monty Python like feel to it. Well, yes, yes. And it was the, like what made that me, poor guy at the end. What, what made me <laughs> like it the most was that is exactly how it would have happened at the table. Hundred percent. And that's why it rung true with me. Mm-hmm. Like you ask the question, you go through the five questions, and then the corpse mm-hmm. like falls back to sleep, and you're like, "Well, crap." Yeah. Like, yeah. Or you get the now one question, when... and then you're like, "What else are we gonna ask him?" And you look at your partner across the room, and you're like, "Should we ask it?" And you're like, "Yeah." And you're like, "What kind of shoes are you wearing?" And you're like, "Come on, stop yeah. it!" Like, what's your favorite color? Right. Which favorite but, color? But that's how it happens. Does it the smell table. in your coffin? I bet it smells in your coffin. But that's how the table <laughs> works, taste? and that's why it's hilarious. Um, so that's probably why that's probably my favorite scene, just because. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wish they would have done is Lego movie did at the end. Yes. Where they would have pulled back and you see a couple people playing and you jump that. back well, in and then you pull back. Movie, yeah, like, I would have loved been, that. Absolutely. Um, but that's okay that they didn't. It really is. I think so too because then you're 100% immersed in the world right. and it wasn't, in theory, fictional. It was, it was the yeah. world that they were in. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the best parts of Lego Movie, right? Is when it pans out and you're like, oh my gosh, well, this poor kid is trying to. Legos, but... This poor kid is trying to figure out his life and mm-hmm. like just bond with his dad. Yeah, I kind of liked that it was their world and it was you know right. all mm-hmm. Well, the only thing I think that the pulling back and showing people playing at the table would have been um, true representation of the game. Oh yeah, sure. Michelle like, Rodriguez would have been played by some big ass, like big dude, and right. then you yeah. know Chris Pine would have been me. You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right, exactly. It would have been yeah. like compl- everything would have been weird. Yeah. Or like maybe that yeah. could have been the post credit scene sure. of everyone. Like when, sure. when are we playing next week, guys? You know sure. what I mean? Like, Everybody pull out their calendar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. And that's the thing where someone's like, "We're trying to play D and D, but we keep having to reschedule." Like, well, actually, you are playing D and D. That's the first part. Well, and I think too to that point, like it would have been cool if they pan out in the post-credit scene and it was you know the famous game that's being played Joe Manganiello and Tom Morello and those guys like but again I also kind of liked that it was its own entity Mm -hmm. you know we know those guys play we follow them we watch them you know do all those things but I kind of dig that it was just in its own bubble you know it was its own thing it was super fun yelling at each other during the movie (laughs) (laughs) and that only works when you get the whole theater yourself kids (laughs) on the last night it was showing anywhere within 30 miles around each other um, What's my scheduling conflict? Well, <laughs> you know what? It works. Dungeons and Dragons is a good segue into news because um, a couple weeks ago we talked about how uh, Joe Manganiello is working on a Dragonlance television series. Which, in the world of high fantasy right now, we got Game of Thrones, we got Lord of the Rings, we got apparently a. Oh, and there's a ton of those books, yeah. Right, but <laughs> and we got the Dragonlance series coming, and if it's done right, wow, that could be really cool. Um, apparently, um, Deadpool producers are acting as showrunners to make a live-action Dungeons and Dragons series with for Paramount Plus with uh, Wizards. Interesting. So I don't know how that like where that fits because on one hand, Is you that know, to combat the Critical Role news that was just. I really or? don't know um, <laughs> the Critical Role news with their gaming thing mm-hmm. that they're putting out like their new rpg games that i think we all saw coming when that ogl license battle happened i'm like they they were very not talking and then in an interview matt let slip that one detail and you're just like he didn't let it slip it was the way he answered the question that we're all like really tell us more (laughs) because she was talking a lot and you could tell he was just figuring out how exactly he could word it legally (laughs) legally is always the key right 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 right. (laughs) so 
Um, yes, that's that's some interesting news. Daggerheart, I believe, is the because it's two games that Critical Role is releasing. One seems like a, more of a board game type deal. Um, that it's like an RPG, but it's more of a board game. Like sit down, you play a couple hours, you're done. Where this Daggerheart would essentially be their answer to Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but it'd be their own system and stuff like that. So I'm hmm. curious to see. I'll probably pick up the core book to read through it and take a look. But Why not? We'll see what happens. Another tabletop like, sort of on yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. And they're just as fun. Right. <laughs> Who knows? But it does lend the question, would Critical Role, when they get to Campaign 4, stay with their own system and be completely self-sufficient and that kind of thing? I mean, either way, you're watching people play role-playing games. So mm-hmm. it's... For the realm of understanding how games work, it's not going to be too fairly different, like you know. But your understanding is a little different, you know. Uh, the so, new rules. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah. anyway, we have a couple Dungeons and Dragons shows coming, uh, so we'll see how that plays. Some of these new, some of this news is quick, so um, that'll be kind of nice because we all want to get to the list topic anyway. Um, game of Thrones. Speaking of high fantasy, did you guys hear the Game of Thrones news? No. Okay. No. So, they went with House of the Dragon for their prequel. Mm-hmm. They went with House of the Dragon for their prequel series. Great. I loved it. I thought it was great. I want more from. That's a universe that I always want more from. <laughs> but one of the books that I thought would be interesting that I was surprised was not pitched originally was The Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Okay. Um, what which part of the timeline is? That takes place um, when Aegon um, is a little boy. Um, and he's wandering the Seven Kingdoms with a hedge knight by the name of Sir Duncan. And they literally are just wandering, and Sir Duncan's a hedge knight, so he has no allegiance to any specific faction. He has no... Are we opening a beer? No. Yes, we are, <laughs> actually. opening an adult beverage. It's um, better than, like, a hard candy with it's a wrapper. I don't even know. The mic might not I'm not going to feed you that. Yeah, I did it under the table. <laughs> right. The, um... Sponsored by Mango Cart. Thank yeah. you so much. Well, it's, it's one book, and it's essentially Sir Duncan is... He doesn't have any allegiance to any house or any faction. So he's basically like, think of him like a mercenary. He goes and he helps out and does his thing. And then he kind of wanders the roadside. And someone's like, Sir Duncan, we need your help. And he kind of helps him out. Kind of like a traveling Robin Hood mercenary handyman kind of thing. (laughs) But Duncan, when he's a, or Aegon, when he's a kid, everyone calls him Egg because he was bald. So everyone calls him Egg. So it's the adventures of Duncan Egg. And mm, they not sponsored by Duncan, and, right? Or eggs. Well, yeah. what this, what the whole point of him traveling with Sir Duncan anyway was to learn the country that he will one day rule. Okay. You know mm. what I mean, and learn see everything the, he the can and see everything. And, sure. and it's, it's it's that diplomatic, like my dad's sending me out. I might as well learn this kind of stuff. Okay. So I always thought that'd make a cool show, or at least a one season thing. So they're finally going to do it. If you watched Game of Thrones, at the very, very beginning when Bran, after he fell out the window and he's in his bed and stuff and he's like laying there and he's got the, and he's got the uh, midwife or whatever hanging out, like kind of taking care of him and she's like, do you want me to tell you a story? And he's like, I like the scary ones. In that dialogue, she goes, well, I thought you maybe want to hear one of the stories of Sir Duncan the Tall, which is that that. hedge knight. You know what I mean? So um, Hmm. she never actually tells the story, but it's just full circle and I'm like... I always wondered why they didn't. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, and then, and it got a straight to series order too. So HBO as well. Yeah, HBO as well. So it got a straight to series order. So hey, we'll get more from the world of Game of Thrones. Um, speaking of straight to series orders, which I thought was crazy. Twilight. Well, Twilight, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll, we'll I jump, promise that's not our list. We'll jump the <laughs> we'll jump the Twilight real quick. So yeah, there's a Twilight series um, coming, and I thought it was really funny that when the Nerdist posted the story, they said, "Say it loud, Twilight series." Is coming. <laughs> um, they didn't say say it proud though, so there's the difference. <laughs> I'm a little not surprised, but I'm also like, I don't look. I'm not a Twilight fan. I. I love vampire lore. I'm a huge vampire lore, gothic horror fan. I think it's absolutely fascinating. I always have, but I've never, like, I, I can't get behind the Twilight thing, and I have my reasons, and it's not because it's a weird high school bizarre love story. It's because they sparkle, and that's what I can't get behind. Right. That's honestly... I, I see it. My, I get it. Are you a Twilight fan? I've read the first few books, okay. but I didn't read the entire series. It was... Like so, I read all four. Okay, <laughs> lay it on us, girl. And I've seen all four movies. Right on. But I was older. Okay. Right? I read the very first one, cover to cover, in like a night. I thought it was Same. it was new. It was right. different. Yeah. It was something cool. It had very, and I say this very lightly, but like Romeo and Juliet, like it was lighter. Star yes, but like Star Cross, like they shouldn't be together, but whatever. And then as they progressed, they were not. Incredible, yeah. but I finished because I like to finish, right? I'm not a quitter. You know that. You're not quitters. I don't quit. Saw all four movies, five movies, because, you know, New Moon Part was two. two. Um, I think it was New Moon. Eclipse? New Moon. Um, Twilight. But Twilight. Four. <laughs> 4.5. Um, but... It's one of them. I feel like we are far enough removed from this series that we don't necessarily like, need this. Well, we oh. don't need it. <laughs> Right. Opposite. We also have Harry Potter show coming out. Well, I was just going to bring up Harry Potter, and I'll come back to that in just a moment, because there's something that's weird to me about the Harry Potter show, and I'll explain in a moment. And it's not the author? It, well, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and the re I wanted to come back, because you gave me a look when I said the sparkly part about mm -hmm. Twilight, so just mm -hmm. real quick. In my love of vampire lore, if you trace vampire lineage and mythologies as far back as humanly possible... There's three ways to kill a vampire that are consistent throughout. Mm -hmm. Beheadings, stake to the heart, sunlight turns them into crispy critters. When you talk about the cross and garlic mirrors, that kind of stuff, it varies depending on who's telling the story. And I'm okay Definitely. with that. And totally angles okay and all of the things that they use as excuses right. to get out of right. it. Right. And I'm okay with that when those vary, but those three ways that are consistent remain consistent. Mm -hmm. If I can get a sunburn on a cloudy day, those vampires cannot be out in the clouds and just sparkle. It would they would still turn into crispy critters. They only sparkle it, in the sun, but in the just, in the in the shade they shouldn't be allowed to be out. I'm with you on that. My they only point sparkle is, in the sun. is that the author, and no offense to Stephanie Meyer, if she would have made them something new, a completely different creature, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have anything Stuck to say about window. it and just say it's not my cup of tea or I saw it and fine whatever. My problem is she called them vampires when, in my mind, they are not vampires. Okay. Does that That's make sense? Vampire Just make them, make them something completely different. Be original. Create a new creature. They sparkle in the sunlight, and I will leave you, you alone. And, right, exactly. Right. Do you okay. think exactly. that people would have bought in as hard as they did if they weren't vampires specifically? Right? I don't know. I really, right? I mean, I really I don't. Like I feel like that helps the draw, sure. Sure. But I really don't know. But then again, you have Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, and you say, hey, two hot people, love story, here we go, and you draw in the crowd you're looking for anyway. And then not. Well, right. tragic in its own right. Right. <laughs> I think the 
planets just aligned and it was just kind of like yeah. a Tiger King thing and it was just something <laughs> we all Speaking grasped. Of, no. Speaking <laughs> of Tiger King. He's also running for president <laughs> again. Um, Anywho. So, so yes, there's a Twilight show coming. Here's the weird thing about the Harry Potter show that I am kind of a little baffled about. This is, this is a little <laughs> baffled about in terms of the Harry Potter show. When you order a television show, now, first off, I am not surprised there's a Harry Potter show coming. Of course I'm, not. Sure, bring it on. I'm. Mm-hmm. It, this is. I'm figured. This is. This to me feels like a no-brainer, and it should have happened a while ago. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Mm. They've already said that they're not. I saw a rumor, an internet rumor. They're like they're using this as a machine to get you know Dan Radcliffe back as Harry Potter. He's too old. I don't want it. They've already. They, said they already him. said that it'll be a completely new cast. Mm-hmm. What blows my mind is when you set up a TV show, you order a season, and you go from there. Yeah. They have ordered, it's a 10-year order. Oh, re- really? Yeah, straight to series, 10-year so order. So is it just going to be a retelling of they're gonna the do, books they're gonna do, already? They're going to do a 100% faithful retelling of the books all the way through. If it doesn't have peeves, I don't want it. Well, <laughs> I, I am just baffled by the 10-year order. Yeah. Same. Only because, like, if it doesn't like perform, bottom. you've already spent the money. Like, what? Like that? Not that they would cancel it, but they're gonna know. completely just girl. straight retell. I know they. Could, but again, you know. let's let's call a spade a spade here, right? Harry Potter, as a franchise, poops money, right? People, within reason, people put things out, they buy it. You go to you know in Disney or not Disney in uh, Universal Studios. They built the castle, people went. They built the train, people went. They did the whole Hogwarts thing. I went. I'm not a... Mm-hmm. I like Harry Potter. I've, again, read them all, seen them all. That's not my, my jam, but I thought they were great. HBO Max, which owns the rights to all of the Harry Potter movies at this point now, is struggling. HBO Max will be Max starting, what, May 24th? Yeah, and, June something, actually, mm-hmm. I think. Okay, either way. But, like, it's they're soon, combining but, with... Yeah. Discovery, um, Plus. Discovery Plus. What kind of money are they throwing out for ten years worth of? They're they're putting they're all in at this it, point, yeah, right? I was just say and so I think it's interesting without having even one. We've all watched reboots, right? We watched the right. things yeah. where yeah. we're cool. Speaking of things, I'm watching Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies. Holy shit! That show is. I got Paramount Plus. After I watched those first three, and I went, "Yep, done. I'm in. Sold." Hmm. That show is. You need to watch okay. it. It <laughs> is Twilight Zone for me, but <laughs> but it's okay. But this show is so good, and it's four years before the Greece we know. There are characters in it that we know, but they're four years younger. They're in middle school, which is kind of cool. Anyways, HBO Max, Paramount, these things are all putting all this money into things. They're banking on this. This. You yeah. know, Harry Potter show. Well, you're a big Harry Potter fan, Audrey. I, are you in? Like, I I don't care, right? Like, I mean, I'll if it's good, I'll watch it. But like, I'm gonna go to you and go. Yeah, Tell me if I should watch I mean, it. I I read the first book. My grandma gave it to me. She read it for book club. She gave it to me when I was 11. She read it for book club. She read it. For That's book amazing. Club. And so she gave it to me. I was 11. Harry was 11. You know, second book Perfect. came out. I was 12. He was 12. Mm-hmm. It was something I literally grew, grew up, up with. with. Okay. And so the movies too, like, you know, it was kind of at that age where I was like a teenager and like sure. now I'm seeing all of this. Now I saw it visually in my brain. Now I'm seeing other people's adaptations of it and um, it, it holds a special place in my heart. Absolutely. And 
for all of that nostalgia, I'm really a little guarded with the TV show. Like You're protective I, of I can it. hope that it does well, and sure. I hope that it does well. I know the video game is doing extremely yeah. well right now. Have you now. two played it yet? I know that was a uh, conversation we had. My sister I, has I it. I not, have it. I'm not. Okay. I'm, so I'm I know not neither were like ready to run I'm out and get it. I'm in between games okay. right now. Okay. I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan, and sure. when I do have time to play games, it's like one or two game, one of two games that I play. Okay. And one of them's an, an MMO. Does not. And, okay. And yeah. because of the MMO, it's really hard for me because I play Elder Scrolls Online. It is very difficult for me to look at a game of that caliber and go. Yeah, I'll jump in. Okay. Because at the end of the day, I'm like a month away from the next Elder Scrolls expansion to drop. Sure. And I'm like, that's going to like suck my brain. You know? oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Is that like a true MMO where you're just grinding out Well, it's point one percent of experience per monster that you kill? Um, it's it's definitely more than point one percent of experience, but um, if you've ever if you've ever played an Elder Scrolls game, it is. <laughs> have you ever played an Elder Scrolls game, no. like Skyrim or Mm-mm. Oblivion or anything? No, but I have played like other online MMO okay. games. I think it's rude that you didn't ask me if I've ever played. Have it. you? No. Okay, <laughs> I knew the answer, Erica. That's why I said it. <laughs> um, the I it's. It's so story-driven and it's designed. I think they had the intention of people want to play an MMO or they want to play with characters or other players, but if they don't, it can 100%. Everything can be soloed if you do it right, so you don't actually have to interact with anybody. So I can go in and just be a solo player for a couple hours, or I could go do group content and actually play with players. What I love about it is I could be out in the wilderness doing stuff not see anyone and maybe run into another player here and there and then I gotta go back to a city and do stuff and there's all this life running around you know what I mean but it's kind of made me go and then you go play something else without that's not online or not an MMO and I'm like where'd everybody Hmm, go like I feel alone I feel alone like (laughs) right um but it's really hard for me to get into another video game when I know I have this massive thing that I'm just good this world that I could just jump back into and you know that's that's the hard part you Mm -hmm. know so um and time because time, i have for sure time is always the one that gets you <sighs> bastard right rude <laughs> we have to be adults we gotta work full time we gotta you know do social things <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i know that's what happens when you and watch all these tv shows and I read know, all these books right? and yeah. play all these games and then i i've mentioned it before and since you guys are from we play D together i have three D campaigns i prep on a regular basis because we're playing on sunday you know yep. what i mean we sure so, are yeah exactly so um all right and we're also mad at you right now so i know it's you are. fine but i know you are so as if, long as this since you're not listening is. and you're not in my game i very upsetted i upsetted you did upset it i us. definitely upset <laughs> i upset my players this week but it was for good reason um, <laughs> we have yet to be informed on what those reasons are, so it's fine. Um, anyway, here, let's hit some quick ones because we're talking about shows that are coming. There's a Galaxy Quest Galaxy show coming. Quest. Yes, I could cross that off my yeah, Like Galaxy the Tim Quest. Allen yeah. Galaxy Quest? Yeah. Okay. So this sounds fun, but it makes me wonder what they mean by Galaxy Quest. Is, is it, he going to be in is it? Is it going to be that fourth wall break television show, finds out it's a real thing, and then whatever? Oh, man. Or is this going to be Galaxy Quest? The show, what it actually that, could have what been, what it actually was, if oh, I was watching it for real on television. Okay. Because Galaxy Quest, he's an actor on a television mm-hmm. show. He gets kidnapped by aliens who have modeled their whole lives around the television show, so it's quote unquote real. 
Well, I mean, he's not, like, kidnapped by aliens. They're, like, trying to get him to help right. them right. save their, but then their planet it, from, but then like, again, evil at alien. The, and... But at the end of the movie, he comes back, and they relaunch Galaxy Quest, the show, with all the original actors, and then they become it becomes the Galaxy Quest television show, like Star Trek, That'd be example. pretty meta if they just, like, did the show. That's what I'm saying. Like, what are we getting? Like, go. <laughs> but what are we getting for Galaxy okay. Quest? So, Where is this coming on? Uh, Paramount Plus. Of course it is. Good yeah. thing I got it. Um, yeah, Paramount Plus has got some news. Um, and then the other thing that I thought was interesting is uh, Baywatch is getting a TV reboot. Oh. <laughs> is it going to run for 37 seasons I, and be super popular in I, Germany? Because I, then I'm not interested if it's not. I don't know because I don't know how... Who's this, in it? There's no announcement. It's literally like in pre-production, mm-hmm. here we go. Like they if have it's no. It's not Zac Efron the and the Rock. Your wife is not going to watch it. What so. I find weird about a Baywatch show. <laughs> what I find weird about a Baywatch show in nowadays society, knowing what the original show was, mm-hmm. they have to wake it up. And how woke did they up? woke it up? How do how <laughs> oh do they do that with Baywatch without offending? everyone and that's what's going through my mind then you self-park it and offend everyone <laughs> right exactly that's what's going through my mind right? you, either, I mean, you either do it that way or you try and honor what it was and bring it into the modern times sure. like i just my brain is kind of like that's also I don't know this they, it doesn't so. have a it doesn't have a platform yet hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean You've never watched Spike it TV. I mean, I've seen clips of, you know, Pamela Anderson running across sure. the beach and, you know, Hasselhoff with standing by the ladder. My dad used to yell from <laughs> downstairs oh in the kitchen to me upstairs because I was watching Baywatch in their bedroom. It's time for dinner. And I was like, Baywatch is almost over. <laughs> and it was one of those things in, you know, when I was 10, oh, 11. Hey, I, because at it that was, age. Yeah, oh yeah. Back, I, because I'm with the you. stories I were... Back in the day. Really? Compelling yeah. for some odd reason. At ten. Yes, and the characters were compelling again for some it's odd like reason. Fern Gully at ten. You're watching Baywatch. I was watching. Baywatch. I was watching Baywatch. <laughs> but friend, remember, <laughs> I was watching Baywatch early '90s. You were watching Fern Gully later, right? I mean, True. like we've got ten years between us, right? True. Give or take. So mm-hmm. that's the that's the difference. Man. Yeah. So I yeah. I actually enjoyed the Baywatch movie. Because I watched the show, and if you watch the show, and the and you movie go, was spot and the movie on. was spot on to the show. There's even a segment of the movie that I was like, "Oh man, they did Baywatch Nights. Mm-hmm. This is hilarious." Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> like, I didn't even. Baywatch see the movie. Nights was darker and more not at night. It well, was actually. it was at night, but it was darker, and it was like <laughs> the, beach is still open the things at you night. couldn't show during the day. Oh, right, oh. Like, because Baywatch was literally a family show it wasn't a family show oh. those were air quotes in case you're wondering oh. but you can't like it was not i'm sorry it was not a i also needed that cue. it was not a family i mean it was a family show but like it yeah. wasn't yeah you know like he had a son and all these things but like it wasn't yeah so baywatch yeah. nights was darker and a little that was edgy. closer yeah. to er but the movie the movie you. is a really funny rated r comedy okay and it the, is movie's great. the movie is definitely worth the watch and they they understood the assignment let's put it that way okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Girls have... Just Wanna Have Fun is being remade. What? Right? We got King Kong, Godzilla. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back it up. Girls Just Wanna Have Fun is being remade? Oh, yeah. I read it. It happened two hours ago, I yeah. think, is when I saw it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wasn't Some at my phone, news. so I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah. Hot and off the, the presses. And the King Kong versus Godzilla, it's, well, it's King Kong X Godzilla or Times True. Godzilla. Times, times. <laughs> so they're gonna mold to, them together. Could and you then, imagine what well, times would be like? Well, that's the thing. So, do you think would it be like? Ooh. So, 
Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. When they announced that title, everyone was wondering why it's not Batman versus Superman, and they said they wanted it to look like a court case. Batman v Superman, sure. the people v whatever, v right? Wade. Because right. they had to fight and they had to say each other's mom's names and then become best friends. Yeah. If it was versus, that would have been weird. Right, but it's it. Look, it's Batman versus <laughs> Superman. We know that, but they made the title Batman v Superman. Well, King Kong v Godzilla. And now we have King Kong x Godzilla, but King Kong times Godzilla equals New Empire, which is the actual title of the film. So we have to solve for X in this one and try wow. to figure out what. Okay. Right, so King Kong x Mothra. Godzilla, New equals Empire. Mothra. Equals, equals Mothra. Mothra. <laughs> equals New Villain we have yet to yeah, yeah, see. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So I'm learning so much In now. the world of James Gunn's DCU... Um, Who's going to direct what? The Russo brothers have said that they're open to directing Batman. Batman. Yes. Russo meaning Matrix. Russo Mm. brothers meaning... Like... Endgame, Infinity War. Oh, 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 oh. okay. uh, Captain America. Like, no, Duffer Brothers. Duffer Brothers. Yes. Russo brothers brothers are, (laughs) uh, like, Marvel. So they're open to directing Batman, and that just sounds fantastic. When I think about what they did with... Uh, Winter Soldier and like specifically the Captain America property. Forget the team stuff. What they did with Winter Soldier and Civil War, holy crap! Winter Soldier is the best it's, Marvel movie of all time. It is for me. It is the best. And I'll Marvel die on that hill. Period. And Thank I'll die much. on the hill with you. And like, I'm a diehard Captain is, America fan, so I will die on that. Marvel I will be the one telling their stories. <laughs> what is your favorite Marvel movie of all time? I'm I'm throwing it at you now. Oh, I'm just man. gonna. Um, I. Because I don't have time to think it out. Uh, probably Ant Man. They're first okay. One? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. yeah. I lo- it's it's super fun. It's a, a fun an easy origin story. Also a character that <clears throat> nobody could give a shit about sure. before sure. all of this. He didn't give a shit about so himself. I liked that. It okay. was something I wasn't familiar with. Um, I respect that answer. I love that he knows how to do magic. That I was, mean, you like a good close up magic. That was so sweet. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's true. I just know that they said they were open to it, and I look at huh. it as when the internet has it, it's usually short behind that they say that they're announced to be directing. So, so I'm, I'm being cautiously optimistic sure. and say... How close are the rumors about Adam Driver being Reed Richards? I was wondering if he was being cast for Doctor Doom. Oh, when I saw that, when opposite. I saw when I saw that he was being looked like at, Doctor when Doom I, when I saw that he was being looked at for after Fantastic Four, I went... Mm-hmm. They're casting him for Doctor Doom. That's all I could think. I'm kind of... He's but, been the but, villain so many times. Well, that's the thing. But he's good at it. I, I don't... Like, he's good, I want to see something else. Right, but <laughs> if they humanize Doctor Doom the way they've never done before, hmm. and okay. he becomes a tragic character that he probably wants to play, I don't know. I just... My concern would be, crap, he was just Kylo Ren. Now they're going to throw him in the Doctor Doom. That's what my brain went with, yeah. as opposed to Reed Richards. Hmm. Um... That's also Kylo Ren, just in a different mask. <laughs> right, right. So there's that argument of typecasting, but but Reed Richards was John Krasinski in. Um, yeah, but that's uh, kind of Doctor to... Strange, right? No, but I'm just yeah. saying yeah. that was the same role, right? Okay. Yes, but you got yeah. different but... different multiverse. I get it. Right, I get he's it. From another universe, because right. that's what we do now. He gone that's also, so now. yeah, yeah. Um, that's and, what we do. In other Marvel news, 
you guys can all finally relax, and Spider-Man will be coming to Disney Plus finally. I did see yeah, that. Yeah, but only Homecoming. Well, it's actually Spider-Man 1, 2, 3, well, yeah, The Amazing the... Spider-Man 1, mm-hmm. and Homecoming. Now, you get a taste of Tom Holland. Peter, yeah, and, I, yeah, Peter and I have talked about this so on neat. several occasions, <laughs> that there is contract hell... And yes. eventually they will all be on Disney+. Plus. There's been contract hell since I know, oh my it gosh, is. they started Summer shuffling Star. it out. I know, and this is a step in the right direction, so we're going to get there. You will never get Incredible Hulk right. on Disney+, Plus, so you can forget about Incredible Hulk. Any of them? Um, well, uh, yeah, because they're both owned by Universal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and okay. that contract nonsense with the parks and all that stuff will keep Incredible Hulk under Universal's banner forever. So... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't. Which is so this. weird because you walk through the that park and you. I mean, I stood in line for way longer than I should have as an adult to meet Captain America, and you also. You know what I mean? Like they're all there. Well, right. But I get it. I mean, sure. Why not? Well, Venom One will also be coming to Disney Plus as well. Okay. So um, there's only a short time before the other before Venom Two and Venom Three come on. But you didn't watch Venom? No. Oh. Same. Not not on purpose. It just that's okay. There were it's other for, things as a that comic book person. I, no, I hear you. As a comic book person, I just thought they did a nice job for what okay. they were attempt, what they for having to do Venom without Spider Man. I thought they did a really good job. Okay, and okay. I don't believe so. there's a such thing as a bad movie. So well, all, I disagree. I, We've I, talked I, about that, but no, I don't, they're all good, and they're you know, and so much heart goes into. All I will. Of I will the, agree with you to this point alone. No Have one you goes in. Movie? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We call that a callback? No, I'm no one goes in. No one, <laughs> nobody, except for one circumstance that I can name off the top of my head, goes in to say, we're going to make a bad movie. And that one instance was the Robert Corman Fantastic Four film. Hmm. Do you guys know about that? Mm-hmm. With the, with, for Fox to hold on to the Fantastic Four rights, they had to make a Fantastic Four X amount of, every X amount of years they had to have one in production. And they were about to lose the contractual rights to Fantastic Four. So they hired Robert Corman, handed him like a thousand dollars, and said, "Go make whatever movie you want, as long as it's Fantastic Four." And he got these four characters. A thousand dollars. Okay. And it's like the most low budget. And he went in, going, "I'm making a piece of garbage, as long as so you guys can keep the rights." It has never been released, but you can actually like Google and find imagery and stuff like that, and you're gonna go, "Whoa." Okay. <laughs> I mean, so that I'm is sure the only time I think I they've ever gone like in and said, "I'm not gonna make." One solid laugh in there that you get. You there know. might be for a thousand dollars. There should be. There might be. Um, One joke. All right. <laughs> Jonathan Majors is messing up all of Marvel's yeah. plans. By going to jail? They already yeah. said that they His kind of figured out His talent agencies dropped him. Like all this oh, stuff. Yeah, that's no, so like it's real? Everything. Right. Oh, and now like. More people are coming. It's getting. It's, I, it's getting bad. On my list, it was like, these were all bullet points. And next I like that you had news. I did not face. Yeah. Audrey comes with like homework of all this stuff. I did too. That was a printed dialogue for my list. Listening list. So I had my this is my first time on the show. I'm coming prepared. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, and you said you like talking about you liked all of the vampire stuff. Did you watch the trailer for Last Voyage of the Demeter? Oh my god! So that's like a Whoa. whole <laughs> wow! Like that. Tra- that looks fantastic. Like true origin that story. Looks... And like you're, we're watching the trailer, and the whole time I'm like, it's in the title. Right. This is the last voyage. Like none of these guys right. are making it out. 
it's it's interesting. My, uh, it's interesting. Is that the uh, new Dracula show that's coming out? It's, it's going to be a movie. Yeah, yeah okay. it's the last one. So it's basically Universal, like, which basically I thought like was the crew cool that picks cause... up the coffin that's got Dracula in yeah. it. They're transporting this box that they were told bring that back, whatever. And it's the it's what happens on the ship because when you pick up any Dracula story. They find the empty yes, ship and correct. what happened on the mm-hmm. ship. Right. So this movie is what happened on the ship. Okay. And it sort of sounded like the people on the ship have been doing this for a long right. time. And it's been boxes. So this yeah. isn't the first box that they just kind of transport this kind of, you know, they don't you know, sure. open the box. Yeah. You just get right. it to the destination. And um, yeah, it looks it looks really it looks good. Awesome. So uh, okay. I'm excited for awesome. that one. Look for that trailer. I have not um, seen that one. Oh yeah, but white yeah. men can't jump. But yeah. looking Jonathan Majors is messing it no, up. He had a movie named yeah. after him, like the yeah. King Dynasty. Like I don't know what's going on now. So it's it's gonna get turned into X Men. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that. Um, all right, um, Neil Blomkamp. Uh, from District 9 fame and oh. Elysium and all that stuff okay. is directing the Gran Turismo movie for Sony. Did he also do Chappie? He did Chappie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Gran Turismo is a game, is a racing game for Sony. It's instead of your, in the realm of Fast and the Furious, Need for Speed, those kind of games, this is like one of those realistic driving games. Oh, this where is going like, to be a terrible question. Yeah. Wasn't there a movie with I Clint Eastwood? I was just going to say that called Gran Turismo. Gran Turino. Got oh, it. Understood. I'm so glad Sorry we're about on that, everybody. Page. There's Grand Torino. <laughs> we and said Grand on the movie Torino. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, nope. it's, no, it's all good. So Grand. Again, Tur- I don't game, so I don't. Grand Turismo is a racing game on your PlayStation that is supposed to be like hyper realistic. So when you get in your Toyota Corolla and drive it on the road, it's supposed to handle exactly like if you were driving it for real, like in the game. Like it's literally mm-hmm. like you're driving these cars for real. Um, it's one of the most popular racing games. That being said, Neil Blomkamp is directing the movie. He said that he is they are not doing they're doing as much practical work as they can. So it's real racers, real cars, real everything. So everything will be done hyper practical with the real vehicles, hmm. which makes me go, that sounds awesome. Let's watch it. If you've seen the movie Tenant, you guys saw Tenant, mm-hmm. right? Oh, no. Really? Oh, no. Audrey. It's, I know. Okay. Not, but these, are the, these are the holes. These need, are the it's gaps. All right. It's all right. I you know. need to see Tenet. There I is, six hours. There's a car chase that. scene in Tenet that is in reverse. Oh. Um, if you, you know what the movie's about, right? Um, sort of. Okay. So ultimately, no. ultimately, um, Christopher Nolan is tackling the subject of time travel. Mm-hmm. So they have a car chase scene that's done in reverse. And it's pretty cool. When I was watching the movie, I was like, well, did they just shoot this in real time and then just run the tape backwards oh. and then CGI in the other stuff? No. No. The they... entire thing was 100% practical. Shut they hired up. stunt drivers to do backwards. the whole thing. Really? They did the entire car chase in reverse, the whole thing. It's done all practical. I found out that there is less CGI in Tenant than there is in a romantic comedy. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap. Crap. I love that. Um, okay. So you have to see Tenant. It's, it'll blow your mind. But like knowing like how that car chase scene went in Tenant yeah. makes me real excited for what Neil Blomkamp's going to turn in because of his, like when you look at District 9 and Chappie and Elysium, mm-hmm. knowing what he turns in, this could be amazing to watch. Oh, yeah. Whether you're into cars or not, this could oh, be yeah. a really cool piece sure. of film. Oh, yeah. so. Did you see Chappie? No. Oh, um, well, Yes, the robot one with Hugh Jackman? Yes, yes I did. You want to cry. No, I'm good. No, that was... Uh, Real steel. 
Oh, yeah. No, who was the villain? Oh, Chappie was the villain. Yeah, he yeah. was the villain in Chappie. I was thinking Real Steel, but the Hugh Jackman also, boxing movie. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Where no, the robots I, fight each other. No, I Different saw that robots. one too, but yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. Right. Okay. Well, the last piece of news <laughs> I have, and I'm looking over at your box like no, you have. No, I had X-Files, but I'm sure you already talked about it. Yeah, we have, because X-Files It's old is, news. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, apparently, Ryan Reynolds says that Hugh Jackman oh, joining Deadpool 3 said that we pitched what we pitched him was enough of a divergence from his character that he knows, and the chapter he left behind that gives him something completely new to play for Deadpool 3. Which has me really kind of excited because of the promos they've already had for Deadpool three, and those guys are clearly having a lot mm-hmm. of fun. You know what I mean? Yes. So um, I'm really excited to see it. I there's no way Hugh Jackman. There's no way Ryan Reynolds doesn't put him in the yellow spandex. I'm not gonna lie. He's got to. Oh, like, yeah. It's gonna. It's gotta happen. be the. What is it? Ninety four. If it's not, 90, if it's not the yellow and blue, it'll Absolutely. be like the orange and brown yeah. or whatever. Yeah, the spikes right. in the, They're yeah. going to put him in that costume. Definitely. They're going to do it. 100%. So. And he'll do it willingly at this point. That's the whole Deadpool-Wolverine dynamic. Like, Correct. Who yeah. could poke the bear the longest before right. getting mm-hmm. bit? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So, that, yeah, um, that'll be a lot of fun to so see yeah, that side. That is all I have for the news. You guys ready to talk about tonight's list? Let's do it. Let's do all it. Right. Well, it is list time, everybody, so let's roll the thing. And now for the top five. Okay, so normally when I bring guests on, I ask them to pick the list. Now, my listeners last week had no idea. All I said was the list will be a surprise because I was bringing Ah, on guests. And I didn't tell them who was coming. So, since you're joining... And I asked you two to pick the list. <laughs> um, what are we talking about tonight? Christian Slater movies. All right. So we are jumping on to an actor who had a real run in his career, like mid to late 90s. Yep. And then kind and of... And then like the last was 10 like years. Disappeared for a little while. Them. And then mm-hmm. after he came back in uh, Mr. Robot, he suddenly started making mm-hmm. movies again. You know what lots I mean? Lots of voiceovers. So, lots of... Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So... Um, if this is your first time listening to the show, we allow, we have five picks. This is the top five report, but I also allow two honorable mentions, which are basically movies that just don't make your list, but you feel worth mentioning anyway. Um, you don't have to have honorable mentions, so if you don't, it's okay. I only have one. I also only have I one. I also only have one. Well, Perfect. go team. <laughs> Perfect. Now, you understood the assignment. This was not my pick, so I have no problem going first, but unless one of you wants to. Go for it. Okay, so my honorable, my honorable mention is Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. So deep. I know. <laughs> now, is this a Christian Slater movie? In my opinion, absolutely not. He is in the movie, blink, and you miss it. You actually don't even know it's Christian Slater until your third viewing. Like I think that's Christian Slater. The fact that you watched Star Trek VI is impressive three times. <laughs> Star Trek VI is actually my favorite of the Star Trek movies. Oh, okay. Um, I've never seen it. So um, I've never seen any of them. As a, yeah. as a, yeah. like the as Chris a, Pine Star Treks. Uh, oh, no, yeah. this is this is the Shatner ones. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. I've seen, um, I've seen those. The uh, the Star Trek VI was the last Shatner crew podcast podcast. <laughs> the last Shatner crew Trek film. I don't know what I'm saying. Words. <laughs> Shatner crew. Just bad. William Shatner, <laughs> James T. Kirk, original yes. cast. It was their last. Got it. Um, their, they did the Generations one with the Picard yeah. crew. 
but this was the last one for their crew only. Um, it's my favorite of the Star Treks. Um, you can watch it, like you can you can have knowledge of Star Trek. Go in, watch this movie. You don't need to know anything prior. Just you could watch it on its own. It is what it is. The story stands on its own. However, the scene with Christian Slater is he's clearly an officer. He had to have been a fan and said, "Can I be in the movie?" And he literally like opens up a door and tells the captain something, but he's silhouetted out. So if you don't know who Chris, like you, you literally have to recognize his voice and go, "Hey!" Oh my goodness! It's like Val in one of the movies. I'm pretty sure we both have on our list. Like the captain's sleeping. Like the captain, on the, the captain in the ship is sleeping, so he opens the door. So the captain's looking out in the hall. So Christian Slater's silhouetted, and he's okay. like, "Hey, Cap, we okay. got blah 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 blah." Hmm. And he's like, "All right, I'll be down in a minute." And that's the end of the and scene. That's it. Okay, that's it. He's just okay. that one moment. I mean, but when you think about cameos like that, like Daniel Craig is famously in Force Awakens as a stormtrooper, and if you know Daniel Craig, you know exactly which stormtrooper it is, and you can call him out real quick. There he is. But this is one of those things where, like, oh, hey, it's Christian Slater. Interesting. <laughs> so. And Sync was hmm. in one of the the second three yeah, they were Star in, Wars uh, movies. All of two. them? No, they were in, like, the five. Yeah, the five of them yeah, were stormtroopers in, in one. episode two. It's like were... Ed Sheeran being on uh, Game of Thrones. It's like, yeah, you know, whole big thing <laughs> these people who are fans, they get... They were you can't use your stardom to be in the things you love. What are, why look, not? Look, well, you're in that, the things you love, but you're in a full suit. And that, like, is, why, yeah. and that is why I have no problem with... Um, and that is why I have no problem with Jack Black and Lizzo being in The Mandalorian. Can I just tell you... <laughs> quick tangent. <laughs> as a diehard Lizzo stan, I will go to bat for Lizzo in all things. As someone who is not a Star Wars fanatic, as you two, I think, are people who are fully knowledgeable about Star Wars, those two came on, and it just made me so happy. I love Lizzo. She can be in anything. I've seen her in concert. She's fantastic. But when I talked to you, Andy, about it, and you said, that is very specifically Clone Wars, question mark? Is that what no, you it's me? Mandalorian. Mandalorian. No, no, I know it's on Mandalorian, but you said it was a. I, it felt like an episode. Felt of like Clone an Wars. episode of Clone Wars. It was a filler right. episode. Well, it didn't even feel like a filler episode. No, me. but it, you you said it was very it was very much at, like when you look one at of the how episodes, they structured yes. the episodes in Clone Wars and what Dave how Dave yes. Filoni structured everything in his direction. That episode felt like an episode of Clone Wars. Right. And, and that's what because, he had told me because and it's so, because it's Dave Filoni, Dave Filoni, Dave, like it just felt that way. The internet went crazy about the oh you know well whatever they're bringing in these famous people to draw in crowds like it's not that it's when Star Wars came out it was all these no names right and then they had a couple big names like Peter Cushing and Alec Guinness to help sell the movie and now then when you get to the prequel films and they try to put in no names but hey we got Natalie Portman we got Ewan McGregor mm -hmm. and we got Liam sure. Neeson but ultimately here's a bunch of no names we got to the sequel trilogy and now everyone's hyper famous and you're gonna bring it like. We're at a point where you don't have a choice of bringing Correct. in these hyper-famous people, and everyone wants to be in Star Wars. So, yeah. Well, and John Favreau said at, what was the celebration? Star Wars, Star Wars celebration. Not so yeah. long ago, he's like, Lizzo was was Grogisha, but Grogu for Halloween. Jack Black, during COVID, was doing these things in his backyard, yeah. and they were like, oh yeah, we want those fans in this because they are... And the fact right. that Christopher Lloyd was in that one, too. Sorry, I know we just went off. No, I know. Like, I don't have a problem with I think those are like... You know. the, the internet needs to just relax. Like, they bring just enjoy it, it for what it you is. Go back to, if you go back to just the Clone Wars, that's a cartoon. If you look at the cast, 
the voice, the, the people they brought in for guest voices, when you look at the Rebels cartoon and what they brought in for guest voices and some of the main character voices, it'll blow your mind. Just relax. It doesn't, right. ma- it doesn't matter. There was not one, I, it wasn't like, oh, hey, it's Jack Black and Lizzo. There was a moment where I was like, oh, hey, Jack Black and Lizzo are in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it didn't, I never looked at them right. as Jack Black and Lizzo. I was like, it's Star Wars. You are in right. Star yeah, Wars. Like, like it, right. Yeah, anything. I thought it was great. It didn't ruin anything, it and it's not going to ruin anything going forward. So, mm-hmm. correct. Cameos are cool. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Christian Slater was probably a Star Trek fan and said, can I be in the movie? I'm in town. You know what I sure. mean? That's probably <laughs> sure. how that happened. Anyway, back on topic. Um, that was your honorable mention. That was on my honorable mention. I'm going to go to you, Audrey. No we'll worries. We'll play that game. Um, I, my honorable mention was 3,000 Miles to Graceland. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love a good heist movie. This had everything. All of the car chases... Gun, gun showdowns, double crossing. Enjoyed every minute of it. And Elvis. Oh, and, well, and yeah, Elvis. And Elvis. <laughs> and it, I mean, I was like, so, excuse me. And Elvis. Was this on, was this on your list? No, it was not. So, but not I do enjoy only it. Do they like? Are they Elvis fans? Does this heist go on during an Elvis convention? It is also hinted that both of the main characters in the movie. Are true like Elvis's mm-hmm. actual sons, mm-hmm. correct? So, like right. it just you're like wait a minute. It had, it had a little bit of everything. Yeah, it, it's a good one. Yeah, I have a feeling that we're Christian not going to match very also much. Dies, I have a uh, like maybe have a forty minutes in. Realm of, uh... <laughs> I have a feeling we are going to all match on one, and then everything else will be scattered across. Yeah, maybe two. Fair. We're definitely there's definitely yeah. I'm I, sure. I maybe think, I think two because yeah. Ours. We watch one together. I but. can guarantee you, neither of you have my honorable mention, and it's Bed of Roses. Oh, all right. Right? Seen okay, yeah. exactly. So, I've seen Bed of Roses. This movie is not going to change your life, <laughs> it, but it certainly has all the tropes of a good rom com. Christian Slater, his wife died. He is taking weird nighttime walks, <laughs> and he just happens to see. Um, Mary Stuart Masterson in a window and everything else is dark and he sees her and he just, she's crying in the window and he just gets sucked in by this and he needs to know who she is. He owns a flower shop. Is this he like sends a thriller? Her, no. No. Oh. It's a rom-com. <laughs> my notes my notes said vibes. a little stalkery. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was 90, I'm probably wrong, 96 I think it was. I don't know that it holds up 100% now. Like okay. if you were sure. if you were to say like all the movies from the 90s. But if you went if you went who <laughs> sent me these cuz she goes who sent me these flowers? And he's like, "Well, I did. I saw you crying in a window." 96. Call. Okay, I saw you in a window and I whatever and she's like, "Okay." Her best friend is Pamela Andon. So from um, Better Things on FX and okay. she's been in a bunch of stuff. And she plays that perfect best friend role like you deserve everything, but are you sure this is right? And he's like, but I love you. And I, like, you met me through a window, dude. Like, but mm-hmm. again, it's one of those where it's like, if you give in to the rom-com tropes, it's a perfect movie. Yeah. If you watch it now. Because there's a fine line, like you said, 100%. between stalker yeah. and like a, a He literally a, a saw her crying gesture. in a window, saw her address and sent her flowers. Huh. Hmm. So it's all the rom-com things. It's got all the things. He's the heartbroken widow. She's had hard life, you know, all the things. But it's one of those had a great soundtrack. Okay. Better Roses by Bon Jovi is in it. Also, there was a 90s song. I'm going to forget the name of the woman who sang it, but, like, you got one of those. Like, it was one of those where it is 
if you were to write, if AI right now wrote a rom com, <laughs> this fit all. It checked all the boxes. Hence why it is my honorable mention. But it was decent. Right it was okay. one of those where you're like, all right, cool. I watched right. it. Neat. <laughs> so my first actual pick of the night, and I'm gonna get this out of the way now, um, and that's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Negative ghost right Oh, that's yeah. one I actually thought we would match on, to be completely honest. I purposely honest. didn't put that on. <laughs> I just, honestly, it, it made my like general list, but it didn't make the cut. Oh, I always um, do it. But I know yeah, I always you're a big do fan it. of I always do a count. Um, I, of his movies, I've seen 18 of them. Okay. Oh, wow. I think I had nine. So I think of, I had about 12. Of his movies, I've seen 18 when I, I was going to count. A lot of TV shows. I was going to count up, I was gonna count up his acting. shows, mm-hmm. and then I was like, no, I'll leave the show. I won't count the shows because we're not But I'm with you on that, yeah. Um, this is my favorite representation of Robin Hood. Yep. Um, I believe when I saw this movie, I didn't even know Christian Slater was Christian Slater. Correct. Um, it wasn't until, like, later, when, like, like rewatched the movie that I knew who he was kind of thing. Like, I just, he's fine in the movie, it's great, but this is probably just, this is, I think this is the best representation of, um, Robin Hood as <laughs> is, in terms of the mythology, in terms of the character study, in terms of all that stuff, like. Can't go wrong with Kevin Costner. You can't, mm-hmm. and I know you can go back and look at the Errol Flynn Robin Hood, and it was handled sure. really, really Different. well. And and yes, Mel Brooks did, even though it was comedy, he still covered the mythology really well. But I really and the do very think sexy that, cartoon version. Yeah, and I, I just think that it, the very sexy that, cartoon. Oh version. man, that was um, a running a joke. <laughs> but I do, I just think this is the best representation. So it, I, I love the Robin Hood movie. So. It's a fantastic movie. Don't yeah. get me yeah. wrong. And I, I just... think, and I do think it holds up. I like, agree. I watched so. it not too long ago. It's got everything oh. I do, I do it for you, which is my it? dad's song. So. I've seen it. It's just been a while. It's okay. been a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way you were saying, oh, I was you, like, like oh, when I was looking at IMDb, I was surprised to see that on the list because mm-hmm. I don't even remember him being in it. He plays Robin Hood's brother. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Will, yeah. Will Scarlet. Right hand man. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But it's good. I mean, okay. it's it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. All right. Uh, Audrey, you're up. Um, the first real pick. Yes, the wizard. Have you ever seen it, I Erica? Have. Oh I my have. goodness! So Bill and I actually watched it as a kid, and maybe ten, twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, watched it tonight prior to coming <laughs> really? here. Really? Because quick refresher. Yeah, quick refresher. exactly. And, and you I all mean, wanted to play Super Mario Brothers three still, at the end of the movie. It was still <laughs> just as good as I remember. The, so the it world. Was, the yeah. world debut of I Mario Brothers it. 3. Oh, like. yeah, I thought that was so funny. And like um, being able to call the hotline to help have somebody walk you through like the, the levels and stuff. And also kids hustling other kids for money to <laughs> hitchhike across the country. Like mm-hmm. right. it was, I mean, it was, it was, yeah, it's really good. Um, was I, a haven't, sad. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It is time, so sad. It oh is. my gosh. Like, it's two main brothers and then, like, a half brother. And the half brother is actually twins. And you find out through the movie the, that one of the, the twins dad was dies. Bo Bridges, right? Bo Bridges. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the yeah. oldest brother is Christian Slater. Um, I haven't seen this since. The youngest one is the half brother from, like, they, sh- they all share the same dad yeah. they've got different moms like the the first mom died mm-hmm. then the second mom came in and then the, that was the twins the the do- the daughter dies she What's she drowns kid? in Is like the a main river kid autistic He's, yes, like, I was going to say, so, he's got something. But the, that was, like, before that was a thing. I know. Like, but there was, was he, notarized? It's, or not right. notarized. It's Corey. Notarized. Noted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just stamped the kid on the I was like, wait a minute. Notarized. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, he's like they're threatening to put him in an institution. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, is it Corey? Um, Oh, Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Thank you. Yes. Um, Fred Corey. Savage. Corey. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> no, no, no. No, she's like she was thinking uh, Boy Meets World versus yes. Wonder Woman. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, Corey she, Matthews. Uh, no, yeah. it's <laughs> the two of them run away. Yeah, to to make sure he doesn't um, go to the institution, and they meet this girl, and she's got this grand idea so of like, well, if he you know, wins this tournament yeah. and you get all this money, well, then he doesn't have to go to the and so like, yeah, let's fucking do it and. Yeah, I mean, that's how it, it works, was, right? Yeah, it was yeah. so you great. Save the world. It's, yeah, save the world. That's how it always works. It's a good one. All right, Erica, you're up. So my first one is pump up the volume. Oh. Yeah. I mean, have you seen no. that one? Audrey! <laughs> it is so good. It is so... <laughs> Christian Slater is so in the pocket in this movie. He is like a nerd by day at school. They're in high school. Mm-hmm. And by night, he is running a pirate radio station. Oh. And he is like revolutionizing the way these kids in high school like feel about the world and that, he speaks a very Christian oh, it's so role, good. that's like what I'm saying he is in the pocket mm-hmm. on this one mm-hmm. it is like he is he calls himself um hard Harry on the radio station like but in real life like, he's just like DJ name he and of course it's that 80 late 80s early I think it was 90 it came out but like glasses by day not glasses when he's doing the thing you know because like that's how things were back then right um he just he just like got all these kids to like start speaking out. The school board hated him, which means you know it was working. You know, back then it was all of those things. Samantha Mathis is in it. Um, she's like the girlfriend or the best friend until the end. Spoiler alert. Um, but it's like that thing where like they're best friends and she doesn't know that he did it and then she finds out and all the kids are like raging against the machine and it's just it has a great soundtrack. It's just one of those where it's like like straight up Entering the '90s, like we're just gonna do this thing, and it's classic Christian Slater. So hmm. there you go. Yeah. And Seth Green's in it for like a hot second. <laughs> He's like really young in it. He's like, you're like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> when you rewatch these things, right you're like, I know that guy. I know this guy. I know that guy. So. Right. Oh, speaking of which, in The Wizard, baby Toby Maguire. Yeah. He's really? in it for like two seconds. Mm. Yes. Uncredited. Those but, are the best. Yeah, I like, love a good uncredited. Same, same thing. It's like, like Jack Black and like, Anchorman. Wait, He's like, the guy who punted it. Baxter off the bridge. Toby Maguire movies. The <laughs> Make your list. Yeah. Um, pump of the volume. Okay, that rolls back to me. Is that right? That's all you. All right, so I'm going with Very Bad Things. Mm. Mm-hmm. You match me on that one? I match you on that one. Sweet. Okay. Yes. Have you ever seen Very no, Bad Things? No, lay down the plot. Okay. <laughs> Oh man, you. So I have, yeah, I got a running movie list of so movies very bad I haven't things. seen. Did you see? All right, did you see the movie Rough Night? It's a more recent movie with uh, Rebel Wilson and uh, Scarlett Johansson and whatever. Um, I'm gonna one up you yes. on this. It's The Hangover, but what you with... wanted The Hangover to be. The, okay. The reason In I, my the mind. reason I brought up Long Night or Rough Night, Rough Night or whatever mm-hmm. is because it's literally the same movie. Correct. Um, very bad things. John Favreau is getting married to Cameron Diaz. Diaz. And Christian Slater is the best man. Okay. And you got Daniel Stern. Jeremy and Piven. Like Jeremy Piven. That was a recent movie. And no, this no, is 96? like this is like late late nineties, like ninety six, ninety maybe somewhere in that window. Right it's now. in that window. Okay. Um. Anyway, so they're gonna go to Vegas for the bachelor party, and they get a stripper. Christian Slater hires the stripper. Christian Slater hires a stripper, and it gets out of control. And Jeremy Piven goes in the bathroom with the stripper to do 
their thing, hmm. and in the midst of it, her head gets smashed up against a coat hanger, and it kills like her. on the back of the door? On the back Shut of the door. Up. Like, like, uh-huh. like her, she gets thrown up against the, like, not, okay. it's well, during, in a consensual, consensual, consensual sexual act, yep. she gets pushed up against the wall, and her head goes into the thing, I'm and not it kills gonna lie. her. I love when movies take a turn like that. Oh, and it goes it, off it, the rails It goes off the rails really? from here, because the guys don't know what to do. Because of the drugs, the destroyed table, the dead hooker. They were like, like on it's cocaine. Just, Someone fell like, through a glass table. It's like got all, all of the things stuff. you want. So okay. they decide to cut mm-hmm. up the body and bury it in the desert, and then they got to keep mm-hmm. the secret, and then it all just derails and falls. Oh my god! And like the there weddings are... the next day, they show up. Covered and in Christian no, Slater like starts week later, as he starts what? as like the asshole best friend that the fiance does not like. Yeah. But he's still gonna give his buddy yep. a good party. And then he's the one that goes dark. So he's basically the villain in the whole thing, trying uh-huh. to keep it all like... Oh, <laughs> but there are severed limbs. There are buried bodies. There are car crashes. There's suffocations. There's corkscrew stabbings. There's, like, you name it. <laughs> Daniel Stern is just brilliant keep, in this movie. And his movie, wife, like, and I'm blanking on what her name is at this uh, point. I have but to look it up. I, I had it earlier and I forgot. But like, she was in um, The Big C. But, like, it just kept... Like, escalating. Escalating, and it was okay. like, this movie can't get any crazier, and then it's like, here we go. Hmm. And it was, like I said, that's why you I was can, like... I have it. You can borrow yes, it if you please. want. Yeah. That's why I mean, yeah. like, it's like it the like, hangover, because the hangover's fun, and it's like, stuff, but like, they never go there. Okay. Right? This, this went movie, everywhere. everywhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright. Yeah, and it's them trying to cover their, their I, tracks, I, mm-hmm. and it just keeps getting worse, and the body count just keeps raising, and it's... Oh. Like, it's... Mm. So it, Jeremy it's, Piven... Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> it, Jeremy Piven plays such the perfect Jeremy Piven role in this movie, too, that it's like... Yeah. Just yeah, it's, okay. it's on my list. Like, seriously, right. like, I, I don't think I've... It, I felt weird laughing as hard as I was at this mm-hmm. movie. Like, this is, like, the darkest of probably mm-hmm. the dark comedies I've ever watched, and I'm, like dying at this movie and I'm like I shouldn't be laughing uh-huh. at this movie okay. and this is like baby face John Favreau like <laughs> young Cameron Diaz like you're watching these people and when you look back at like the character list and you're like and Cameron crap. Diaz is like the nightmare bride too oh. like oh. <laughs> it's my best friend's wedding on crack okay like she is like yes. bridezilla it's, there's a scene where okay. um when they cut up the body it's really so funny to watch the when they cut up the body yeah. especially when they go to the hardware store uh-huh. to figure out how to do it so they're getting supplies to do but it's like Daniel Stern in like the the yellow like full body jumpsuit with like <laughs> oh the science gosh. goggles <laughs> and like the like the turkey cutting they like, go get the saws all the like yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's yeah, so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's definitely one you should put on your list. If you oh, yeah. So we matched. You can down. borrow it. Before you leave Deal. the house, you can take it with you. <laughs> yeah. Thank It'll you. See you on Sunday if you have time <laughs> to watch. Um, yeah. Your pick. Erica and I match. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, my next one was... Which I didn't think we'd match on. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, though. <laughs> I love it. Tales from the Dark Side was my uh, number four. And uh, it's basically... This is one that I have not seen. I don't know this one. Yeah, so Tale of the Matthew Tale. Lawrence. Oh. Is a kid who of is the Lawrence brothers taken by a witch and to as you, like as one is procrast like to like kind of delay things from like her killing him. He tells her stories to like distract okay. her and it's like Four, it's I think it's like four stories, and the first one is called Lot Two Forty Nine, and Christian Slater, um, also uh, Steve Buscemi, and a third roommate. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but 
Buscemi is basically this um, collector, and he buys lot 249 which turns out to be a mummy and a sarcophagus Mm. um he's like so into all of it that long story short he like animates the mummy and the mummy starts like killing people and so um christian slater eventually figures out that it's the mummy that's doing things but ultimately buscemi is the one that okay yeah exactly so I don't know it's a fun like little short story it's maybe you know 20 minutes uh, part of the movie and um it's it's fun okay i wrote a lot of notes here for what the movie was i've never about, heard of that but one. yeah i've heard of it it's just that's one that i have not seen okay um and i'm looking up my next it pick Julianne to make sure Moore's i knew which it. character he played julian moore's in it too julian okay moore's in it yeah she's uh one of the roommate's girlfriends um <laughs> One poker up the nose is how one of the people dies. They get their brain pulled out, you know, because okay. that's how the mummies. Yeah, obviously. So, yeah. So it's it's a good. Okay. Um, Stephen King. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Um, so my next pick of the night is Body. Nope. Did either of you guys see this? Like nope. the chess movie? No. That's Searching for Bobby Fisher. Oh. Um. Yeah, no, this is, uh, the movie's called Bobby. Okay. Um, it's about the assassination of Bobby Kennedy. Hmm. Oh. Um, it was written and directed by Emilio Estevez. Emilio! Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a movie, if you look up the cast for this movie, it's going to blow your mind. It's like Emilio Estevez, Anthony Hopkins, uh, Morgan Freeman, Catherine Holy Zeta-Jones, okay. Lindsay Lohan. Um, Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan's in it. That was um, not the name I was expecting uh, to no. come up in the... In Morgan Freeman's sentence. For some reason, I'm drawing a blank, but Frodo's in it. Uh, Christian Slater's oh, in it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you mentioned him earlier. Um, like, this is a this is a movie where when the camera changes angle, there's another celebrity. Hmm. Okay. And it'll blow. It literally you're just like, what, what, how, so what, Anderson how much did this movie cost? Like, oh my god! Like every time distracted by every person. exactly. Yeah. Ultimately, what the movie is about is Bobby Kennedy, the hotel he was assassinated at, is prepping for his arrival for the big speech gathering of like his political party all showing up for the big rally or whatever's happening. So it is everything going on in the hotel leading up to the assassination of Bobby Kennedy. That's what the movie's about. Okay. And Christian Slater plays a character called Daryl, and he's just, he's part of what's going on in the hotel, and it's literally like, you know, so you have, like, the characters, you have the couple that's arriving at the hotel, they're in the middle of a fight, but they're trying to meet up with the political mm-hmm. campaign party because they're working on the campaign, and you have, mm-hmm. like, the two guys in the lobby that are playing chess, but they're excited for Bobby Kennedy coming, sure. you know what I mean? So it's, like, all these things going on in the hotel, and then Bobby Kennedy shows and. The actual footage of the assassinations in the movie. They pulled it. The oh, was wow. shown on the news. They put it up on. It's on the TVs and all that stuff. Okay. It's, it's just an amazing, amazing movie. I had so much fun watching it, just from a filmmaker, from a writer standpoint, all that stuff. It's it's fantastic. If you're just looking for a really good movie to watch, okay. does it deal with any of the fallout afterwards, or does Not it just really. kind of hard it, it stop? Kinda, right it kind of hard it stops happens. because you kind of go in knowing. Sure, what the movie's alert. about. It's all the stuff leading up it's to. It's leading right? up to, and mm-hmm. then after the assassination happens, they do the fade to black, show you the text on the screen kind of thing. Okay. Okay. The movie kind of ends, but the movie's great. Um, so, and I figured that was one that we definitely weren't matching. No. <laughs> so, no. So, yeah. Uh, Bobby. Okay. Bobby. Good okay. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, since we're not technically going in order, I'm going to go with one that I don't think any of us have matched on, because 
I know my last two, you and I will match on one, and you and I will match on the other. Probably all three of us. So I'm going to go with Untamed Hearts. Yeah. Untamed Heart. It made my short list. That is... Have you, do you not know this? No. Okay. That no, is one of my all-time... It's like in my top ten probably movies. It is I Christian figured this Slater. was going to be on Of list. course it is. We've so. talked about it ad yeah. nauseum. Christian Slater, Marissa Tomei, Rosie Perez. They both. They all work at a diner. He's a busboy. And the two of them are waitresses. Marissa Tomei gets assaulted in a park. And he's like the quiet guy, unassuming. And he goes out and he saves her. And then, of course classic 90s they fall in love and all the things but he has a congenital heart defect and the running joke is that he had a bamboo heart a baboon heart and it's like this whole thing there's a scene where they're at a hockey game and he like catches a hockey puck it's like all of these things that just like fall into again those classic early 90 like things but rosie perez is so rosie perez and it's you know, I love you, girl, but what are you doing? This guy is not right for you. And she's like, I'm weird. He's weird. We're weird together. Like, it fits. They fit. Ball my eyes out every time at the end. Um, he has, like, an incredible record collection. The movie's got a pretty famous sex scene, too. It does. Oh, really? Yeah. It does. Yeah. 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 So. But, like, <laughs> he's got, like, an incredible... He's got, like, all of these record collection, too. So, like, that's part of it. Like, it's... Yeah, it's it's hmm. it's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's my list, too. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. one word. <laughs> if you're, you want to expand yeah, on the... You're, the you're walking scene. away on a, Well, <laughs> yeah. no, like, I just... I brought it... Because that's one I feel like... Because the sex scene was always teased in the trailers, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So, like, I it's hate not... that. <laughs> you hate when no, they tease well, that no, part? No, like, <laughs> no, just Well, like, it's, it's one of those... You give away the good parts But they the didn't because it plays into it because one of his things is he's very literal. And so, like, when you're talking to him, when you say something to Adam... It's he takes it exactly what you say, and when he's talking to you, like there's a scene where he's talking to her, mm-hmm. and he pauses, and she goes, "But I," and he goes, "I'm not finished," and then there's like a scene later where she goes, "I love you," and he goes to talk, and she goes, "I'm not finished." So like they carry that kind of stuff like throughout. Okay. So that's part of like what he's talking about too. Yeah. Is like one of those like things that kind of falls into that. So yeah, it's just it's fantastic. It's you know, it made me cry multiple times. I watch it. At least three times a year. Oh, And wow. it's one of those where it's just so good. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, what do you got? Add it to your list. Um, he was a quiet man. Uh, quite the opposite of... Have yet uh, to watch that one. What, and what me the same. I have not about. seen this one either. Okay. Um, it is a very heavy topic, especially uh, with what's going on in the world today. But um, the heart open is basically... Um, Christian Slater, who's the main character, Bob, at his desk, um, and he's loading a six-round gun at his office desk, and with each bullet, he's like, the camera kind of pans to different uh, co-workers, basically. Um, And as this is happening, um, he kind of gets into a fight with one of his, like, bosses, and he breaks a, a whole bunch of stuff happens. Well, he comes back into work the next day and he gets into an altercation with this like bully boss and as he it's like getting physical, he gets kind of knocked to the ground and he's like loading this gun up. He drops one of the bullets. Oh boy. And as he's like reaching underneath his cubicle desk to try and like grab one of these rogue bullets, an actual gunman comes in and shoots a a bunch of the people oh, that are in the office. 
it's a, a heavy watch. I was going to say, that's a heavy watch yeah. for her like. And that happens a heavy watch. all within the first <laughs> well, then, maybe then, like I can't wait to minutes. hear a review of Very Bad Things. <laughs> that's got a lot of comedy. you got to admit. So like, and it, it kind of, it gets, it gets worse. Like his office crush ends up being one of the people that's shot. And like before he, he, cause he has a gun before he shoots the actual gunman. Sure. Um, his office crush is like on the ground and she, she doesn't die. And he ends up shooting the gunman. He ends up taking her to the hospital. She's paralyzed from the neck down. Oh my gosh. And it's just like a whole thing. There is a sweet well, moment. Geez. <laughs> I know. There is a sweet moment where they like fall in love and they're, you know, he like takes care of her mm-hmm. and drama bonding. Like it's that drama. happens. Yeah. But it kind of gets worse. Um, but it's, I don't, it was a very Christian Slater movie. It was sure. all the commentary of just like the mental struggles of being in um, that type of office work where the boss that he had was, you know, he said he needed something by Monday and mm-hmm. it was like, well, I need to review it first. So I need this by, you know, eight o'clock tomorrow morning. And he's got all this other work to do and, you know, how that can like affect somebody and just like the sure. conversation of mental health. And, sure. um, but okay. it, it was, it was good. Okay. So it was interesting because... Because he kind of starts off as the villain, he you also get to see all of the benefits way out without any of the consequence. So like all of these people died, he kind of got the yeah. revenge that he wanted with you know somebody else's hand. Um, so it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah, I like the movies that kind of you wake up the next morning and you're like, I should be a little nicer to maybe Karen and the the right. cubicle next to me. <laughs> What's well, so interesting that Give he her was a Snickers bar tomorrow. He morning. was sort of disgruntled and was having these plans, mm-hmm. and then somebody else came in and like took over his so, disgruntledness, right? And then he ends up being I don't the want, savior. I don't want don't, to spoil yeah. it for you. Okay, yeah, yeah. but I you know what I mean. Like, but, I mean, you, but what you're telling us is mm-hmm. like that's what you think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was it was good, up. and it was uh, something I'd <laughs> never seen before. Again. Had only watched once, and okay. Um, it hit me in such a way where I was like, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody, but it was a movie to that, us, that moved okay. me. <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure. That's why we're doing this, right? All right. Well, that brings it back to me. We have two more picks each. Um, so my second to last pick of the night will be Broken Arrow. Oh. It was on my short list, but I... Okay, so you've it seen it, girl? No, yep, never seen, seen it. Yeah, never seen no, this. No, this movie. I have to take both of your lists home. This movie is oh. this movie is a lot of fun. Uh, Christian Slater, John Travolta, Howie Long. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know him as the football player, mm-hmm. but he's also an actor. Right. Um, this was falls into those late '90s action films. Mm-hmm. Um, in the realm with of the like, classic like movie poster yeah, this is like, this It's is, like the two faces next to each other with like the explosion and the title. Like it was right. every okay. every it was, 90s face-off. Armageddon, Armageddon. Broken like, Arrow. Like all exactly. the things. You're picturing exactly that. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's mm. what it is. Broken Arrow. And ultimately, so <laughs> Christian Slater and John Travolta are both, uh, they, they're pilots uh, for the, I want to say Air Force. I could be wrong on that. But uh. they're flying a mission with one of the stealth bombers and they're carrying live nuclear weapons. And John Travolta secretly is trying to steal one of the nuclear weapons. So he kind of like tries to find a way to incapacitate Christian Slater so he can jettison the weapons and then his teams can collect right. the weapons for whatever terrorist thing they're going to do. Christian Slater finds out about it. They end up 
the plane cr- they get the, the weapons get the nuclear bombs get ejected the plane crashes they're separated in the desert and Christian Slater is now trying to retrieve the weapons or stop the weapons from going off that kind of thing okay. so it's your standard action adventure whatever mm-hmm. and then you have a park ranger from the national parks runs into Christian Slater <laughs> and he's like he's the soldier and she's like you know hands up freeze whatever what are you doing and he's like no you don't understand and then she gets roped into it and then there's a really the highlight of the movie is probably the train the entire train sequence because they sure. get they get the nuclear warheads on this train and they're going to move them to a city and they're going to use the train as a delivery system to detonate in the city that they're going to detonate them in um, but be, but then it becomes a whole action sequence on the train and that was that's the one where when HBO was doing the making of Broken Arrow segments on before when it was coming to HBO and they were mm-hmm. doing the behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. they were always talking about the train sequence because of all the work that went in to do it so um, and it's like the classic 90s like sequence you but, know it's like the action and it's the this and the that yeah. and the, you know but it's through the doors and you know but I mean? it's it's exactly it's just like Dungeons and Dragons where you go in and you're just gonna have a good time at the movies mm-hmm. like it's there's you can come out and say you didn't like it or it's not your cup of tea it's fine but I guarantee you had a good time watching it and yeah. it's can just, we say that was the 90s like I feel like that was I I feel like it's 90s I feel but like I feel that like was it's the 90s like, it's like late 90s it's like that but that's what I mean like I feel like you name a movie in the oh. late 90s we oh. went and watched it and we went that was super fun right, right? like yeah. I feel like it was. You know, they understood the assignment. Maybe not, point. maybe like not Batman was... and Robin, but yeah, I'll give you that. Come on, that was still super fun. I collected all the cups from Taco Bell. Didn't like the nipples. Don't be a hater. <laughs> the nipples served their purpose. I'm not really sure what they were, but they served it. Um. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, no Broken Arrow. Um, I guess that's another one you have to add to your list. It's just yep. a lot of fun. Yep. So. Deal. I feel like her list was long when Did she was. Did we match on Broken Arrow? Or you're just like, no. Yeah, that was okay, one yeah. that I was. Okay. It was on my list, but I chose other All right, so what's things. your uh, second to last one so i know audrey and i are going to match on this one because we watched it together about a month ago and that is true romance yes ah, okay that was that on your list one. as well no short list but okay so i had never seen this audrey Same. had never seen mm-hmm. this and audrey has a list of movies that people have told her you have to watch this movie and this was on her list and bill was playing mm-hmm. poker or something and i was like all mm-hmm. right i'll come watch this with you like so good. I'm so glad we watched it. Mm-hmm. It had everything. It, oh, Elvis. Yes. A, it had a love story. A love story. It had gore. <laughs> it, had, it had gangsters. Yeah, it had like, literally every oh person goodness. you can think of in this yeah. movie. Michael Rappaport. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. Or, uh, <laughs> my, I was Christopher like, Walken. I was like, am I watching the same movie as you? Yeah, yeah. James Gandolfini, very, very oh, young yes. early on. Such a baby. Um, Gary Oldman in a in a role oh, that he could not play now because dreadlocks. it is his name was Drexel like <laughs> could not be played now because he was like a white black man but you cannot and he was like, like a pimp correct and he had like dreads <laughs> and it was like it was really bad and uh, um, Samuel Arquette. Jackson's in it for like a hot second Patricia Arquette's the mm-hmm. the wife um, like the main love interest uh, his dad was um, I wrote it down here uh, yeah not uh, Dennis Hopper I mean, like. And there's a scene with his dad sitting there being interrogated in the trailer. Yes. Christopher Walken oh. is sitting across from him. James Gandolfini is sitting behind him. And this interrogation scene is probably one of the best ones I've ever seen. And it didn't get violent until the end of yeah. the scene. But the conversation they're having, they're talking about racism. They're talking about Italians. They're talking mm-hmm. about monkeys. And it goes off the rails. But it's so good. In a very quint- 
like very quick Tarantino like thing, and then it just off the rails, and then it's done, and you're like, well, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> like you're waiting then for the next like and that, thing, and that was a thing. Like like you're waiting, like you're almost. It was like I didn't realize I wasn't breathing Correct. until the movie ended, and but it was think, just because something happened, and then I'd like hold my breath and wait for the next because I knew yeah. the next beat was coming. Sure. Um, yeah. But it, I feel like that, that was scene was so, like, we were watching it going, what's going to happen? And you were anticipating all these things to happen, and it only happened at the very end. Mm-hmm. And the thing we were waiting for happened at the end end. There's a classic Tarantino shootout <laughs> thing. Right. Um, Rinsen Poncho is in this of Perfect Strangers fame. And, he, you know, he plays, like, the, the classic, um, super nervous, like, movie executive you know, friend, and right. then Michael Rappaport's the best friend. His name's Dick. Um, <laughs> I wrote it down because it was hilarious. It just makes no sense. Um, Dick Ritchie. You're like, I'm going to go oh, meet my friend Dick Ritchie Dick. in, right, in <laughs> California. Brad Pitt's his stoner roommate. Brad Pitt's oh, in this Brad movie for like I forgot eight minutes, about but it's that. so good. And Samuel Jackson. <laughs> for like 30 seconds, and then yeah. he gets killed. Like, oh it's my gosh. just, that movie was so good. Mm-hmm. But the, I love the Elvis stuff because the opening scene is literally Christian Slater sitting at a bar talking to um, Patricia Arquette, Alabama, as she's known in the movie, and he's, like, talking to her about all this Elvis stuff, and she's just looking at him like, what the hell are you talking about? But she's so involved. She's, like, in it to win it right away, but he's got, like, the dark hair, like, slicked back, well, and he's just, like... And isn't the voice in his head Elvis? Like, yes, played by... Oh, yeah, what did we learn? Val Kilmer. Yes. Oh, that's... That, you said we that saw earlier. Val Kilmer. I didn't say that. It was in the feet. It was in the title credits, and we're like, we finished the movie, and I looked at her, and I go, did I miss him? Like, did I go to the bathroom? What's happening? And she goes, I don't know. I Googled it. He plays Mentor. When he has these hallucinations of wow. Elvis, mm-hmm. it's Val Kilmer. It's and you never see, like, it's always blurred out, but it's Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. And we were both like, holy shit, yeah. this is amazing. So, known. true romance. So, yeah, that was, for it sure. was a ride. It was yeah, good. It, it was, was really so good. good. And it, it was had one a little bit of like, everything. Neither one of us Monte had seen Cristo. it, so we watched it together, and it made it even more fun, because we were like, did you see that? Who's that? Wait a minute, what are the... You know, so. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> did you match on these? Heather's. Mm-hmm. That's my last one. Well, oh, that's you, my... Yes, we second... matched on... Oh, we matched, oh, we matched on... Yeah, we matched on true romance. Yeah, we did. We matched on true romance. Yeah, that was my That's why I said I knew that would be our... That Perfect. was not that my was number my one, but I knew we'd match on that. Well, put that as since you already said it, you I just did. want to roll I with it? I spoiled it. it. That's yeah. not good. What, I don't think it was a spoiler. I, yeah, right. I feel like anybody who's listening to this and went, Christian Slater, if they don't do Heathers, they're not true Christian Slater fans, right? Like, <laughs> Well, I didn't do Heathers. Are you kidding me? No. Well, really? Mean, he okay. Star Trek Six. <laughs> mm, true. We can't make fun of him on his own podcast, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can. It's fine. I just can't. <laughs> Did you guys both go with Heather's? Yeah. Did you? Oh, nice, nice. That was so my number one. Talk about Heather's. Heather's. I opened yeah. with greetings and salutations. I, I, I mean, I went straight so JD. Like, <laughs> come on. So good. Yes. Um, like Mean Girls and the original Mean Girls. Yes, such a um, I don't know, classic, um, cult classic, really. Cult classic. You have Christian Slater at his best. You have Winona Ryder at her best put them together and it's just like Mm -hmm. but it's it's such a classic story of the haves and have nots too right like it's and she's like torn between the two yes yeah you know like and almost too like she wants to reap all the benefits Mm -hmm. of being in the popular Mm -hmm. club but is too smart Mm -hmm. to be in like Mm -hmm. the heathers and 
well, but how do you break out of that without correct. the social suicide aspect right. of it and um, finding Christian Slater and then um, getting into more of some of, you know, aligning on some of those ideals and thoughts, but then sort of creeping into the extremism the side of things. Side and, of it? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think part of it is too, like, this was 88, I believe, and this movie now would not hold up. No. It's fantastic. I watch it all the time. But if you made it now, well, it's the scene with the two boys in the woods. It was that they were homosexual and that when they faked the suicide, you can't do that. Right? Yes. But I'm saying like those things where it was like Martha Dump Truck. You couldn't call someone Martha Dump Truck now. Like that's not okay. Right? Like Suicide is Fun, that song. Like you can't. True. The world is a completely different thing. This movie fits in a very specific time. Right? It's like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That fits in a very specific oh, yeah. time. You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't do those things now. <laughs> you couldn't ditch school, Mm-mm. go to a Cubs game, be in a parade, and not and, post about and it not on post social about media. It on social, or be seen on a camera. Quick Ferris Bueller tangent. I got into an argument with someone because they said that the movie is a Christmas movie. It, what? Because of Chicago. The, because of the parade. Like she's Because in of shorts. the parade is a Christmas parade. It and wasn't I go, a Christmas parade. And I go, but it's the end of school. It's like it's like pre graduation. It was like May. It was like May. It wasn't Base, a, they go to a during baseball. They go to right. during the baseball playing. season. It's April through like, there's so October. Many, like, there's like I don't know how you got Christmas. No. Like, but it's a Chris. But Santa's mm-hmm. in the parade. And yeah, because they're just in the parade. And I'm like that. That doesn't just like Mickey Mouse. Right. This isn't the Die Hard argument. Ferris Bueller is not Correct. a Christmas movie. <laughs> Yikes! Sidebar. I yeah, saw I know. Jagged Little Pill the musical. Yeah. Uh, Friday and last night. And there's a scene in the musical where they're decorating a Christmas tree, and the mom looks at the son and says, it's Christmas, let's watch a movie, Die Hard, this year? And it's like, everybody laughed, because we all know hmm. it's a Christmas it movie. Is. So, mm-hmm. anyways. It is. It's the best one. Um, but yes, Heather's, you know, the Drano, the double homosexual suicide, the cow tipping, like, all of these things you just can't do in 2023, but when you watch this movie, it is a perfect time capsule of... Even the the cigarette lighter, <laughs> those don't oh, even yeah. exist in cars anymore. Mm-hmm. When he puts it and he puts it in his hand, or she puts it in her hand, you're mm-hmm. like, that doesn't exist anymore in the world. Like, so I think it's just such huh. a perfect time capsule of the late '80s, which I was six, <laughs> yeah. right? But like watching those, you know, and it's just I, it's one of my top ten movies of all time. It's just so good, so good. Right. I can't believe it wasn't on your list. I know. No, my final pick of the night was Interview with a Vampire. Oh, I so had a feeling I, that was going to be on your that list. That made that's yeah. the, I, I actually thought we would have matched that. No. But, hey, that's... I, he's just in it for such a short... He is a, he is in longer than short, Star Trek Six. He's definitely but... in it longer than Star Trek Six. I just... I've always been a fan of that movie. It is and, um, a phenomenal movie. It's a fantastic so, movie. Yeah, don't get yeah, me wrong. Definitely. Yeah, and I've talked about it on the show several times, so I don't need to go any farther because sure. we've had our vampire conversations. But, but when um, I watch that, I feel like it's a Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt movie. Agreed. It's not a Christian Slater movie. Sure. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. But, like, for me, that would be... But I, it was on... It was on the... The long list to then shorten it down yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. So good. Did you guys, like, when you made your list, did you have to, like, so this was my first mm-hmm. list. And, like, for those of you at home, like, I labeled everything and then I crossed out mm-hmm. everything and then I reordered everything and I, like, crossed out stuff that didn't make the list and then I made, like, a true list. So did one you that I'm sure a similar need, editing yes. process? Mine were all on, on my computer, but. My other one that was on my honorable mention that I just didn't 
put on there was the legend of Billie Jean. That same, that also, Okay, yes. okay. Because oh I was goodness. like, they're not going to know what this is. We're, they're going to think I'm but crazy. But not related to the other Slater in the movie. Correct. <laughs> right, but I was like, I'm going to put it on there. Like, And then, yeah. So, yeah, it was, this was a hard, once we narrowed it down to a list, mm-hmm. I had a really hard time sort of compiling. I, I, I thought five was a lot until I... Correct. Like, oh, just five? Correct. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, and then it was like animation. Think, we'll be here all night if I go higher than five. Correct. Right. Um, no, I think it was great. I'm, there's, a, there's a secret origin to the inception of this show that I hope one day I can get an old buddy of mine on the show to have that episode because... I'm, I hope you do too I'm because I love doing, this. I'm ultimately doing this show without him. And I feel bad. And Mike, if you're listening, you seriously need to come on the show sometime. Because mm-hmm. um, I've reached out to him a few times. But and I'll, Audrey, I'll tell you uh, when we're when the mic's off. But because uh, I want to save that story for the episode if I can get him on. <laughs> Deal. Um, but I don't. Honestly, I'm drawing a little bit of a blank on where I'm going with that. But yeah. So five, five, five being is, the five is really interesting in terms yeah. of when it's like the reason why it's five. That's where the story is. But Correct. when you think about what you're trying to do. Um, and you're having to piece it together and you're just like, well, crap, I only get five. Like, yeah. and that's why we gave the honorable mentions because it's like, yep, I'm just, I want to mention it because I love this movie, but I'm, it just doesn't make the cut. Like, you know, which is Absolutely. funny because when you interview someone or you ask them questions, it's give me three adjectives about yourself. Two is easy. Three is hard. But once right. you get past three, then you can start oh, listing yeah, forever. Exactly. Right? And then you get a mm-hmm. list. So five is you get the two, then three is hard. Then you get five and then you're like, well, now I have seven. Right. Now I have eight, now I have nine, Sometimes you get to four, and you're just like, well, crap, what am I going to throw in there? Right. Star Um, Trek 6. Well, (laughs) you two, I'm really glad you came. I'm really happy you came. It's been... Thank um, you for having us. Yeah, it's so much fun. Erica, I know this has been a long time coming, but I just feel like the dynamic of the table is just like... 100%. Um, Peter will be back next week, Um, and if you remember what we were discussing... It's going to be a weird one. Um, it's not really weird. It's just, it's boat movies. Boat movies. <laughs> Meaning any movie that takes place on the open water is free game. Catalina Winemaker. So, <laughs> <the cattle. laughs> Boats and hose. If it's not on yeah. your list, I'm done listening I, to this I, podcast. Does Jaws yeah. count? Yes. Yeah, Jaws count. We need a bigger boat, as, as I think. Long as, as long as there's boats <laughs> and open water, it <laughs> counts. Um, this ultimately came up because my kid decided he wanted to watch Titanic and it just like got home from school and turned on Titanic and boom, Titanic was on. I'm like, boat movies. Why not? Like sometimes sadness does not make America's list. It doesn't make anyone's list. Sometimes you gotta do something weird and throw something like that at the wind. So we'll see what happens. Um, so if you guys are okay, we'll toss this episode in the can. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so everyone, do me a favor and check out our website, top5report.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook, along with only to our email, top5report at gmail.com. You can hit us up there. Social media, either way, works. We are on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon, Audible. You can subscribe to us in those places. If you do, you will not miss a single episode. You can also leave me a review. Um, We love those five stars, but we understand criticism because it helps us get better and it makes the words we say feel important. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927. Do either of you want them to follow you? And it's okay um, if you don't. I'm hidden on almost everything, yeah. so I have, nothing, I have nothing exciting to say. Fair so. enough. Well, for the Top 5 Report, I'm Drew. I'm Erica. I'm Audrey. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.